Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? At the Burlington... Um, the, the, no idea what the f*** just happened. East Carolina girls are the best in the world. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Superstitious beers. Superstitious beers. How about those friggin' pirates? It's a me, a man, a Garcia. Go Pirate Radio. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, welcome in to Pirate Radio Live, and happy game day, I reckon. It's preseason, it's the Hall of Fame game, but there'll be football on tonight. Something to get excited about, something that shows us we are getting closer to real football, and we'll talk football on today's edition of Pirate Radio Live on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com, and watch the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. We want to hear from you today. We got some guests to get to and some time to talk to you folks as well. So give us a like, subscribe, follow us on our social media platforms, and be a part of the show today on pirate radio live coming up hour number one we'll continue our conference previews with the big man on campus jeff nadu we'll talk a little sec today but also talk about the madness going on right now with the conferences a lot of news coming out today i guess more speculation than news but i will try to break it down for folks not following it in fact i'm not really following it because i hate conference realignment I detest it. I just want to watch some games and not worry about this stuff. But it is out there running rampant, and uh, we'll, we'll kind of give you the latest on what's going on. Coach Mack uh, on Tuesday said, not so fast on the Pac-12 going away, and it is quickly going away, disintegrating in front of our eyes. Perhaps. We'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll dive into some of that with Nadu coming up on today's show. Also, coming up at 4 o'clock, we will say goodbye to Brett Kennedy, who is on his way uh, closer to uh, his homeland there and uh, closer to his favorite NFL team, the Kansas City Chiefs, Brett Kennedy, uh, getting a new gig. And we'll say goodbye to WCTI 12. We'll talk some sports and uh, talk about Brett's memories here in Eastern North Carolina and uh, dive into some football talk with Brett Kennedy coming up in hour number two of today's show. Hour three, ECU Hall of Famer Marcus Crandall will join us. We'll uh, recap what Mike Houston had to say yesterday after the first ECU practice and get Marcus's thoughts on that. Also, we'll go out to uh, the Pirate Radio Live line, talk to my buddy C.W. Sloan. He has made his annual trek to Canton, Ohio to witness the hall of fame ceremonies and uh the game itself so we'll talk a little football maybe a little fantasy uh with uh, cw coming up in hour number three as well so we got all that and you on today's edition of pirate radio live shirley rhodes is here joey running the video getting us up and going today and danny beal db who uh promised said guaranteed earlier this week he would be on time for every show the rest of the week, I told him, be careful when you say words like that. Showed up at 3.01 today, so just pointing that out. Uh, Chandler Honeycutt joining us here in the Pirate Radio studios. Hello, Chandman. Hey, Clipper. Happy Thursday. H-T to you. 
Thank you. Appreciate it. I wanted to shorten it up. I don't have time to say happy Thursday. So I had to think of the letters each word started with. What's the words that are said in the office? Uh, Why say many word when few word do trick? Yeah, something like that. Gosh, this is a brutal uh, introduction to the Chan Man. Uh, Everybody, you doing good? Yeah, I'm doing great. Yes, sir. Uh, Great to see... um, the pirate radio bro squad at trivia last night at aj mcmurphy that was fun db joey chandler uh, all teaming up with team 100 put up a good showing finished in second place last night yeah uh in a in a high scoring affair but uh enjoyed uh seeing you guys out there uh, a couple of things to my new teammates great job last night uh enjoyed having you guys on with 100 percent. danny going forward Let's make sure we don't say the answer out loud. There was one time last night where Clip showed a picture of a former Indian. Grady Sizemore! Grady Sizemore! Are we also going to talk about Joey pulling the trigger? Yeah, yeah, but I was getting there. I was getting there, DB. I was getting there. I agree. I did it three times, and I got it right twice. It doesn't doesn't matter. All right, all right. But yes, I totally agree. I need to be more quiet, because I just got giddy, and I was like, oh, I know that guy, and then I just said it, and then you looked at me, and you're like, dude. Don't say that. So well, loud. as I was going up to Clip, Clip said, "Hey, how about you tell Stash to not say your <laughs> answer out loud?" Yeah, because so. we do already have a member on our team named Jake who was not there last night. Probably our best player on the team. He tends to do that sometimes. Very too, loud. Where he Scream says the, he just says the answer out loud. Um, so that's the only problem with you. But great job, Joey. 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 Man, you look when we just say names. We we throw out suggestions, we talk about them, and then we all come to a conclusion. And say, all right, let's go up there. Can I just clarify? In a why? moment, because I got something to say too. Because I was become, shocked. I, I like this. I was absolutely shocked at this because I've gotten to know Joey a little bit. I'm not saying I've known him a long time, but just from what I know, seems like a very loyal guy, right? Like a a good guy to have in your group, a guy absolutely. you want on your side. One hundred percent agree. I was shocked to see him go out on an island last night go rogue be a me guy over a team guy and i couldn't believe that behavior from him so had i had got that right when three for three of the night we wouldn't have you having this conversation we sure well, you, we you still, still would, would. No, no it's it's you would it's no it's fine because the thing is, is that let's just all come to a conclusion it's just it was right away great job on the luke keekley as soon as i got done i didn't even get a chance to read the whole statement couldn't agree more before you were going up there after I read the statement and you had already put the answer in, so Joey, I was like, "All right, I hope he's going up there with Luke Keekley." Joey's bringing me, say, telling me the answer while his teammates are at the table looking at, uh, at him in disbelief and shock. Like, what is this kid doing? Tell Who him, does this kid think he is? Telling him, no, like, I will apologize for that. We're, we're, <laughs> and we're telling him, "Hey, hey, just let's talk about it." He's like, "I got it, I got it, I got it." And he answered, and sure enough, like I saw him, I saw clip mark a check or you know put our points down so i was like man then there was that one time where it was like the first guy and the second guy there's two different athletes and you have to put the names together with the first name of the first guy and the last name of the second guy so we had had a little back and forth but i didn't go and submit the answers so we had jeremy hill and you also had baker mayfield up there and at first, I thought it was Cedric Benson. So I was saying it Cedric. It was a picture of a Bengals running back. I was like, Cedric uh, Cedric Mayfield? And Joey goes, Cedric Mayfield. And then just gets up and starts. We're like, no, 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 no. It's very premature. I got up. 
I just stood up. <laughs> no, no, I was no. standing you got right excited. next to you. Yeah, there's nothing I mean, wrong. There's nothing wrong. I got excited, look. and you know what? I will apologize to Team Hundred Percent and Chandler. You know, there's no need to apologize. I am a new addition. Yeah, but you, you, know, just you can't learn just, from it. That's it. Can't just make these. That was a rookie mistake. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, you're right. Like, and good thing Jake wasn't there though, because Jake would have probably been mad. Like, hey, what are you doing? Yeah, probably so. Yeah. Um, I mean, it'd be like Danny just going into the game without Austin Knight or Cliff telling him to go in. He's like, no, I got this. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that would go. <laughs> yeah, you got to yeah, you gotta be a team guy there. And again, it shocked me. I'm not upset. I'm more disappointed. You play and you learn. But I have confidence that both of you guys learned a lesson. With DB, you learn to keep your answers or your, your suggestions down. Yeah. quiet. Yeah. And then Joey... Wait until there's a conclusion with the team, and then we'll take a consensus answer. A consensus answer, and no then we'll prematurity. go. Up there. All right, but uh, outside of that, hopefully y'all had fun. How was your debut, that DB? Was awesome. I thought we did pretty. I mean, you said it was a high scoring affair. I thought we did pretty good. Yeah. I thought we showed out. It was a good I, game. Yeah, and I enjoyed myself. And and Danny was a, a very um, you know he was a big contribution to our team last night, especially with baseball stuff. So. We were well, we were them fifteen. A Derek Jeter hits. It was oh, Derek. The was question really was, oh, yeah. was that was Derek really Jeter's? cool because yeah. with Derek Jeter hits, RBIs, and home runs, there was three teams last night, and each team won one category. Yeah, yeah. I we forgot won. to ask, what did we end up putting down for RBIs? So I know it was like thirteen hundred, but what did we put down? I can't remember. I do not recall. I can't remember. Fun night at AJ's. Come out and see us next Wednesday night, eight o'clock. Uh, Pike liked the show. Said I didn't win the lottery last night. Bought some more tickets for the next drawing. How much would it cost to begin making ECU a football powerhouse? Well, start with a few million and and go from there. Um, Steve says, "What's up, everyone? What's up, Stash?" Eric says, "The Stash is not punctual." Uh, Jerry says, "Be like good peoples. Hit the like button. Good advice, Jerry. That's Jerry." And then we got Gary. I mean, I guess we'll do it, Shirley. Uh, Gary from Gastonia says, Joey was searching for the glory hole. Thanks, Jerry. I want me some glory hole. <laughs> and there it was, right smack dab in the middle of it. I saw Jerry, I saw a quote today flashing <coughs> across the TV on ESPN, and Jerry said, if you, if I'm the Eagles and, and also the Giants and the team from Washington, I, I'm, I better, I, I'm watching out because we got something this year. So Jerry's starting his uh, his talk, and uh, I don't know. I think the Cowboys will be pretty good this year. Wow! No, wow! We got some no's no. from Studio. We did they, have they're Kenny. not going to be good until number four is out of the pocket. They need another quarterback. Wow. Okay. That's just my take. I, have, I don't like Dak. Have y'all seen the videos of Deuce Vaughn yes. running around like he a little hamster? Nice. Yes. And then, like, he just doesn't have the respect of his teammates and stuff. Like, I get like John and each other. Him you know, and Tra- Trevon, uh, Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, who Trayvon, are we talking about now? Trayvon Dak. Diggs. Again? Yeah, he's okay. still Dak. Trayvon Diggs, I mean, saying a couple choice words to your quarterback. I get it, all love and competition, but I don't know if many NFL players, defensive players, are saying that to other respected quarterbacks. What I don't like about Dallas, well, it's everything, but if I'm a Dallas fan, is the head coach, Mike McCarthy. Doofus. He is a doofus. Doofus. He's a big old doofus. Tyler says, what's that? Steve Hill says, go Gator. We're talking some Gators football. Oh, DB. Go Gator. Go Gator. When's our uh, Netflix shows start? 
Johnny Manziel. Oh, one, Manziel and Swamp King should be coming out this upcoming month, right? Yeah. So Jake Paul. I, think, one, I guess week one, one has already dropped. Right? Yeah. Just the Jake Paul one. Yeah. Watching. I ain't watching that. But so next week I think is Manziel. Yeah. I and saw then, that. I saw that Untold with the Jake Paul one dropped uh, a couple days ago. Yeah. I hadn't watched that one. Looking forward to the other two. That's gonna be really exciting. Yeah. Yep. Looking forward to that. All right. Go back. Go. Go eat your food. I'm, I'm sorry to bother you. Cass says top three defense most likely for the Cowboys. Yeah, they can play some defense. They got some players there. Get after the quarterback. All right, let's get to our Fleet Feet Rundown. Presented by Fleet Feet. Yes, sir. Are you a walker, a jogger, a runner, or do you just like cool shoes? Uh, you can find the best options at Fleet Feet. Uh, they are locally owned, operated by ECU alum Chris Lunyon. Uh, Fleet Feet of Greenville provides solutions through one-on-one service to runners, walkers, everyone in between. So this is like a, you know, you, you don't just go in and, and buy a shoe, a shoe and head on out. They uh, they will talk to you. They will uh, put you through the 3D foot scanner yeah. that measures arch height, width, and more. Uh, at the old Gordon's Golf location, Fleet Feet, they run for you right there at 207 East Arlington Boulevard. You know how we always say, in the lob? Well, in the lab. it's kind of like you're going in a lab when you go to Fleet Feet because they have there's so much science to what they do. They want to get you in the right shoe. Um, they don't want to just give you any kind of shoe. They'll put you in the right shoe over there at Fleet Feet, like you said, the 3D uh, foot scanner. And uh, so go check them out today. Chris Lunyon, ECU alum, uh, Fleet Feet. Thank you for the sponsorship of the rundown. Uh, Robert says, Stash, those glasses are creepier than Moylan's. <laughs> All right. I didn't know. <laughs> oh, man. Sometimes, so, hey, look, we all get under the bus. I disagree. Sometimes. I think I think Josh's are more creepier. I think Danny looks smart. He walked in trivia last night. I was like, this guy knows something. <laughs> I don't know if he knows sports, but he knows something. I know something about something. But yeah. here's the thing. When Josh Moylan first walked in the locker room with those glasses on, the hate that he got in comparison to Jeffrey Dahmer, in comparison to <laughs> many other just not very popular figures with those glasses they're not they're not very flattering yeah when i get compliments on these it's you look like clark kent you look like a normal like library it's it's fine at least i'm not kind of look like uh rig vaughn when he gets his first pair yeah. of glasses yeah. before he changes the tape, to yeah, the skull put the tape in there yeah <laughs> i think that's a good thing rather than getting compared to a serial killer all right so you'll take um what did he say creepier i don't know about creepy nah, it's kind of nerdy that, nah. uh you'd rather have that than serial killer yeah I, when, probably 10 times out of 10 uh, Eric says, can Fleet Feet do anything to alleviate my gigantic bunion problem? Yes. Go check them out. Uh, Steve Shocker says, hey, guys. What's up, Steve? What's up, Shocker? Shock him, buddy. <laughs> Never seen your name before. Is that really your Rock last him, name? Shock him. It's a cool last name. Uh, all right. Up first on the Fleet Feet rundown. I was... <laughs> Not dreading, but not looking forward to hearing uh, young Collinsworth on the call on Peacock for ECU and Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have to worry about that because we got a good one. We got a big yes, voice. we do. What a what a lineup for game one. We got Mike Tarico, yes sir, on the call along with the Sims that I can handle. So I like Chris Collinsworth more than his boy. I like Phil's boy more than Phil Sims. I like Chris Sims more than Phil. I hate Phil Sims. I, I can't stand him. You're on the son's side, not the father's side. That's right. And we've got Chris Sims, who 
I think is really good. I really enjoyed him on Pro Football Talk with Mike Florio. And he's annoying like his dad, but I think he does know what he's talking about. So I do like Chris Sims. And then Lewis Johnson's been at it forever, for a long time. He's uh, on the, uh, what, the sidelines, I guess? Yeah, he's the sideline reporter for this yeah. game. And uh, I did see this post this morning. Uh, first time I ever saw it, it was posted by Pirate Radio. So. Uh, I saw it, and I saw it was Mike Tirico, and I was like, sweet, Chris Sims. I was like, know who that is. Then I saw the last name Johnson, and I got kind of uh, got kind of excited there for a little bit, and then I read that it was Lewis Johnson. Marlon Gun! Gun! Mason Garcia! The Josiah Hatfield! Touchdown Pirates! I'm on the Peacock! In the big house! Peacock! <laughs> uh, I was thinking about Mike Tirico today. My first, my favorite, the first thing I thought of with Tariko and Washington was Monday Night Football against the Cowboys. Deshaun Jackson had just fumbled a punt. Dallas scored. Washington gets it back and scores a touchdown late. And I just remember, Jackson! <laughs> Shirley, hit Mike Tariko. Deshaun Jackson. From the 28-yard line, Kirk Cousins firing right, firing into Jackson! Um, uh, Chandler, I, I just wanted to ask this: like, we, I feel like Mike Tirico is a well-loved sports broadcaster. Uh, he's very well known. Um, but does he have any catchphrases? I don't think so. I don't. I mean, nothing I don't, comes to mind because when we name like famous or well-known broadcasters, like Mike Patrick, holy, holy cow, cow, or I mean, or Mike brings bang, bang, you know, so. But like Mark Mike Albert, you're all yes. But I, when it comes to Mike Tirico, I can't think of like a specific catchphrase. I don't know if he's got a. Uh, Maybe he doesn't need one. Maybe he's that good. A signal. Yeah. Uh, I also thought about this, Mike Tirico. You know it's bad when the announcer, the unbiased announcer, is embarrassed by what your favorite team's doing on the field and just disgusted by it. And that happened in a Monday night game against the Giants in the Jim Zorn era where Washington did this stupid fake field goal two times in a row and Tariko, Gruden, and Jaworski absolutely roasted them. And you can hear the fans booing as they run off the field at halftime. Hit that one, Shirley. Danny Smith, the special teams coach, is showing a full bag of tricks this year. Yeah, do it again, why not? <laughs> <laughs> why not? And I said, you know, in motion. And Smith, with a rush, will put it up. What in the wide world is that? Bruce Johnson with the interception. This is embarrassing. Johnson to the 40. Johnson to midfield. And take it out of bounds at the 45 yard line. And uh, listen to this. Christmas greeting. I've never seen that day. <laughs> I hope you never see it again, Josh. I'm speechless. I, I, I don't know what to say. They say it all. That's, what a joke. That is bad. You know who else was really good at talking crap about um, players? was Bob Costas. I vividly remember a Cubs game. Where He's in the, the, uh, a, a class of his own. 
And we played that not too long ago. The Pedro Strope one? I don't know if you found it online, I, had, I actually had it on my phone a second. Or ago, if we was... saved it. But that is one of the great... And this is not something Mike Tirico does. Like, he did it in this instance because it was well-deserved. Costas loves... Costas seems very cranky when he's on calls. He was talking... Pedro Strope pointed up to, you know, kind of like the oh, thanking yeah. the Lord kind of thing. And Bob Costas goes... And you can only think that he is asking for forgiveness from his past relatives for the embarrassment he just put forth in front of us on this baseball field. And I'm like, oh my goodness, yeah. this is insane. Charlie, let me um, let's see if I send it to you DM wise somewhere. Yeah, you sent it to me on a DM. But I don't know where it is. Anyway, we'll uh, we'll get that. But it, that is hilarious. It's bad when a play by play guy says it's embarrassing. And then you can feel and hear the disgust in his voice in the play-by-play Yeah, when he goes to the 40, to midfield, to the 45. What in the wide world is this? <laughs> I mean, that is... And then, oh man, he's like, hey, let the crowd speak. Yeah. And then the color guy was like, listen to this! And it's like... <gasps> yeah. I remember when the Patriots lost to the Raiders last year on that crazy lateral pass that Jacoby oh, Myers yeah. threw and the, the radio announcers listening back to it was just like pain. They wanted to jump off a bridge seemed like while they were watching. Well, the Patriots have uh, is it Scott Zolak? Zolak and who, uh, Bob Sochi. Uh, is very uh, demonstrative with his call. Very outspoken, I yeah, guess. He doesn't he really hold off. anything back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought about today the Patriots, remember they had their, uh, they were doing a show or something during training camp. And the Panthers were fighting. Wasn't that the Patriots? Yes. And they kept. Oh, look at this. Oh, <laughs> we we got to bring that back. Oh, what a bunch of idiots. We got, all right. We got. We'll, all right. We got to do that. We got to play that clip. We got to play the Costas clip. I got to play a Mike Tirico clip when he was on Live at Five with Troy D. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> Troy Dreyfus. Dreyfus. Well, he, he used to have a show on this. On this radio. very station. Wow. Yep. Cool. Um, I got to play that, but we got to take a break because Jeff Nadeau, the big man on campus, is set to join us coming up. In mere moments, we'll talk college football. We didn't get through a lot on the rundown today because we got going, uh, but we will get back to it. Conference realignment, ECU play-by-play voice. Don't really have an update. Just wanted to discuss it a bit. And John Moody has requested more Gus Johnson calls from us. John Moody cutting grass. Leaf blowing. We'll do it throughout the show, John, just for you. Uh, We will take a break, come back, and have more for you after these words. And it's an interrosh of circumstance. One thing led to another. We were young. And we would scream together songs on fun. Come on. It was a heat of the moment. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back. Uh, grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. Come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to-go. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. ECU practice has begun. Day two in the books. They'll be out there again on Friday, and then we'll have more Mike Houston for you on Saturday. That's the next time he will be available. They will be in shells. Uh, So we will talk to Coach Houston coming up Saturday. You can see the videos uh, on our social media sites and we'll have the audio for you coming up monday right here on pirate radio live a couple of guests already lined up for monday uh, including ryan robinson and also uh, our old friend ronnie woodward uh, put together an ecu football project uh, with the uh, ecu library and we'll uh, talk about that and catch up with ronnie he used to come on every week talking pirate athletics when he was with the daily reflector so i hadn't talked to him in a while since he made his uh, his move. So we'll do that on Monday. Right now, we will head out to the Pirate Radio Live line and visit with the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, who joins us here on Pirate Radio Live. Jeff, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. How are you, Clay? I'm doing great. And, uh, Jeff, we talked to you throughout March Madness and then uh, kind of went a few months without getting you on just because there wasn't a lot to talk about. But you helped get us through July with uh, some conference football previews. And now we are to August. And now we we got a Hall of Fame game coming up tonight. So you got preseason football. You've got teams practicing. And uh, it's starting to feel real. So uh, we got through July. Uh, now it's time to buckle down. And, uh, Jeff, before we start diving into what it's going to look like on the field this year, so much going on off the field right now, and just <clears throat> a very generic overview of things being discussed right now, it appears that there could be some movement from teams in the Pac-12. And, Jeff, are we looking like a potential Utah, Arizona, Arizona State to the Big 12, and then Oregon, Washington, and maybe others to the Big 10. Is that, you know, kind of the, I don't know, very bare-bones overview of what we're looking at right now? You know, I'm pretty much more in, you know, in the dark than, than, than you, I think, at this point. I'm, I'm kind of just looking at this. i got to be honest. I just don't really care that much about this. I'm with you. I hate it. I, I don't follow it. I just, But I, I feel like I have to keep up with it just because of what we do here. But I'm with you, man. I, I, I despise it. I think what it essentially just means is that the Pac-12 will, will be dissolved. I mean, I think that's kind of what we're getting at here. Um, which would suck. I mean, maybe it'll just be more like the Mountain West. I- I'm not sure, but um, yeah, it-, it sucks. I mean, I-, I prefer, and I'm not a big guy as far as change. I like kind of what we have. And, like, that's why one of the reasons when I moved, it wasn't that I was moving. It's just I didn't really want to leave where I was. I-, I-, I don't like change. So, like, when you have stuff like this where all I know is, you know, these kind of comments, it seems like a long time ago since there was a, a Pac-10. You know, I just don't remember it. So, What's it going to be? The Big Twenty? I mean, is that? What it looks like that's where they're going uh, as far as the Big Ten goes. Yeah, yeah. It, it just kind of sucks. I, I, I don't know. I, I guess that will mean this it's dissolved and and it's just a, a better Mountain West. But yeah, look, um, I'll say this: in basketball, I wouldn't mind stuff like this just because there's so many conferences as it is. But um, yeah, this is what 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 happens. It's all about money and it's all about just. I mean. 
I don't know. I don't know how the geography is going to work out either. I mean, Cal's going to go play at Penn State. I mean, that's that's going to be weird. But yeah, it's what it is now. Jeff Nadeau joining us. Uh, let's uh, let's dive into the SEC and. Uh, our old friend uh, Wager McGee Chandler uh, texted with him. He's going to come on the show. Uh, he's got um, a connection to Alabama. And I was texting with him earlier this week, and he said, Alabama loses at least three games this year. And I said, huh, I don't know. And I'm starting to see, Jeff, like the the headlines is the – the dynasty crumbling is uh you know nick saban's uh best days behind him all that stuff so georgia is the favorite followed by alabama and then lsu and then there's a big drop off but how about that big three and and we'll go alabama specifically you know bryce young to the panthers they lose a lot every year and just reload and refuel uh so from the outside looking in i am scared to say alabama's gonna lose three games but how about you what do you think about the tide uh this year I mean, understand this, and, and, and I, you know, whoever told you that, I mean, maybe they're just taking a step out, but yeah. I think we have to understand they have nine five-star recruits coming in. Nine. The next closest has five, which is Georgia. This is the most five-star recruits they've had in a long time. In fact, I went back five or six years, and I didn't find anywhere remotely close to that. They also have 18 four-stars coming in. So as far as that, I'm not sure I agree. The big question, though, with Georgia and with Alabama is who the starting quarterback is. Yeah. Georgia, I think it's a little bit more clear. It's going to be Carson Beck. With Alabama, we don't really know. I mean, following the blogs and some of the things going on down there, they say it's quite secretive whether it's going to be Buckner, Jalen Milrow, or Ty Simpson. I'm not sure it'll matter. I think they'll all be fine in the way they play. Look, most of these kids are five-star players, and they'll be just fine. They have plenty of weapons around them. You know, I think you have to put Georgia at the top of the SEC and at the top of the country just because these two types of teams just better talent-wise. I mean, like I said, I mean, other than Texas, there's no team with more than three five-star recruits. So the talent they're getting is just high level. I mean, it's just that good. But I got to tell you, Cliff, I am more and more and more interested. And I'm doing my preview on the SEC this week on my Patreon. I'm looking more and more at picking LSU to win this title this year. Hmm. I, I, this team, when I look at what they have, I think this roster is as talented as anybody. I think they have the best receiving core. I think they have the most ready quarterback. I think they have a defense that we don't talk enough about. LSU defensively last year was really good. They gave up 22 points a game. I think this is a better defense. They added a kid, Omar Spates, from Oregon State that I think could turn into one of the better linebackers in America. This is a very good football team. I think, you know, last year they kind of were right there, but just not good enough. I think LSU is really good. And when you look at LSU's schedule as well, that's kind of interesting too. You look at that, you know, out of conference. Look, obviously they got to play Florida State, but there's a lot to look forward to in that one being that they played last year. You also look at the fact that they don't – have to play Georgia, which is kind of cool. So I think LSU is my team. I like them a lot. 
like them or uh, not they got a great coach too uh there in brian kelly talking to jeff nadu on the pirate radio live line uh jeff i kind of like to look at it in tiers when we break down these conferences and the top tier is georgia alabama lsu although you can get a pretty good number there taking lsu uh to win the sec championship this year and then there's two teams behind them uh jimbo and a&m and then Heupel in Tennessee and uh, kind of the breakout we saw from them last year. And, and they, I guess, will have a new quarterback, although Hendon Hooker was hurt last year, so had to go with a, a different QB anyway. Uh, but how about A&M, Tennessee? Are they worth a shot or are they kind of where they should be in the uh, upper middle of the SEC? I think they're kind of right where they should be. Um, I think they're definitely the, the, the fourth best team. I, I don't really think there's a question about that. Um, you know, Tennessee is obviously not going to be what they were last year. They're one of the best offenses in the country. Um, they won that wild game with Alabama. They could have went either way. And then they got absolutely pummeled by Georgia, who's just better. Um, I think it's going to be interesting to see how seamless the offense looks compared from Hennon Hooker to Joe Milton. Because Joe Milton is a good quarterback. Hmm. Joe Milton is probably a guy who can throw the football farther than anyone in America. He's got the athletic tools. He's a, he's, a, he's a kick and move around. Look, they have no shortage of weapons. I mean, that offense is high-powered. They've got a good run game. They've got a good group of receivers. The big issue that I have with Tennessee is the t- top three teams we talked about, Alabama, Georgia, and LSU, they all have very good defenses. That's not the same with Tennessee. Their defense is not good, and they give up 30 points a game. I'm not sure that that will change much. I mean, I thought the best players they probably lost. Byron Young was their best defense player, and he's gone. Um, they just didn't get enough stops. They don't get enough stops. And, look, they probably should have lost that Alabama game, and, you know, they gave up 49 points. So that's the issue with, with, with Tennessee. In a conference that's pretty good up and down defensively, they're one of those teams. And look at late in the season. Tennessee struggled mightily to get stops. I mean, South Carolina made them look laughable. Uh, defensively. So that's, I think, a big problem that Tennessee has. And they're not going to be as seamless offensively, probably. Uh, that's the team I wanted to bring up next, the Gamecocks, Jeff. And they, uh, Chandler, when were they in here in Greenville? Was that 21? That was, yeah, 2021. And they couldn't move the ball three yards? It took a <laughs> last-second field goal to beat us. <laughs> it was uh, it was pitiful and just had, I, I don't know, I didn't know what Shane Beamer would be able to do there. Uh, eight wins last year, beat Clemson, and I, I don't know how good X's and O's Beamer is, but man, the players seem to love him. Uh, fans like him down there. Seems like a really good dude, and uh, I was I was happy uh, for his success last year. Game day will be in Charlotte uh, the first Saturday of the season when South Carolina takes on North Carolina, and they, I guess SEC wise, Jeff, they're middle of the pack. But do you think like Beamer can turn this in? You know, Spurrier had him what top ten in the the clowny days, I guess. The um, it was the great receiver Alshon Jeffrey and and those teams. Like, can South Carolina be that again, or are they they too far behind the other SEC teams? Yeah, I think I could see them kind of competing. I mean, I, I don't I don't know if they'll be at the top. I don't think they're that level yet. But I think, you know, looking high-end bowl is, is possible. I mean, I'm interested in seeing kind of what they look like because they hired a new offensive coordinator, Dewal Laggins. He used to be a – he was an offensive coordinator a long, for a long time in the NFL, quarterback, coach, NFL guy. 
spent a year last year at Arkansas, um, and now he's the offensive coordinator. And from what I've understood down there, he's going to be putting the hands, the, the ball more in the hands of Rattler to make plays. And, you know, I think that's interesting. I mean, they have a good receiver core, and, you know, defensively, I thought they were pretty good in the secondary. They, they just have to stop the run. That, that was an issue. I think they were one of the worst in the, the conference in, in stopping the run. And in this conference, you can't stop the run. You're going to have major issues. But you look at all of a sudden, I mean, they were 16th in the recruiting rankings, which mm. is quite quite good. I mean, they got a five-star. They have 11 four-stars. They had a better recruiting class than Michigan, Florida State, um, you know, Michigan State. I mean, that that's a pretty decent haul for South Carolina. I don't think they'll compete to win this conference, but – you know, when you look at, like, kind of where they were, look, they beat Tennessee last year. Um, let's see if they can kind of play with teams like Georgia. They got pummeled last year. Yeah. Let's see if they can be competitive. Maybe kind of like Pittsburgh or a team like that's been in the ACC. I could see it. Uh, we will be partying at the State Theater coming up Thursday, August 31st. The Pirate Radio Football Kickoff Party will be uh, having a good time out there. Tickets available, PR927FM.com for just 10 bucks. And the best game that night, Jeff, at least the headliner, will be Florida and Utah. And the Gators got them in the swamp last year. Uh, came down to a defensive stop at the end. Florida goes to Utah this year. So looking forward to that one coming up that first Thursday of college football. Uh, so it, Florida, Auburn, Lane Train there at Ole Miss. And other teams we haven't discussed yet, Arkansas, Kentucky, Mississippi State, Missouri, Vandy. Any strong opinions, Jeff, good or bad, on any of the other teams we haven't got to yet? Yeah, Florida's going to have a chance for week one. I mean, they have to hope that maybe they don't see Cameron Rising, who's coming off an injury. From what I've heard, he may or may not be in there, leaning towards him being back, but they got to hope maybe he doesn't play because I think Florida's pretty bad. I mean, I, this roster is, I think, okay offensively. They're going to turn to Graham Mertz as their new quarterback, who was at Wisconsin for a while. They have a pretty good run game. I think they'll move the ball, but, I mean, defensively, they were pretty bad last year. Um, as far as the rest of this conference, um, you know, Ole Miss is intriguing. I mean, always with Lane Kiffin. They're going to move the ball. That's a really high-powered offense there. Um, you know, it's just really all about can they get stops. And they've had years where, defensively, they're really good like that land shark defense. And then they've had years where they're really bad. Um, Arkansas, you know, they're always interesting. Pittman's kind of that Ed Orgeron type where they just kind of get behind them and, and, and play well. KJ Jefferson is a quarterback that is really good. They'll be a team that I, I think is a good over team. I'm not real sure they can get stops either. Mississippi state, they're going through kind of a new revamped offense. They're not running the air raid anymore. You know, Auburn's intriguing maybe a little bit just with a new quarterback and, you know, kind of what Q uh, Freeze is. I'm not really sure. They were just downright pathetic at times last year. Um, also, uh, I'll quickly throw out Vanderbilt. That's interesting. Clark Lee is talking about they're going to be relevant very soon. I'm not, not, I'm not very sure. Yeah. Uh, this team still sucks defensively. They have a tough out-of-conference schedule. So, yeah, to me, it goes through three teams, Alabama, Georgia, and I think LSU's right there as well. Jeff Nadeau joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line, another conference preview uh, in the books, and uh, Jeff getting ready for the season. So 
haven't asked you about like your your favorite teams heading into this year as, as you've done your research and you you, you mentioned lsu you, you think they have a shot to win the sec what other teams uh kind of stand out to you across college football that you like from a maybe a win total standpoint or a team you could see back in week to week anybody uh stand out to you as you do your research yeah i mean i've actually already played four games for a uh, week zero or week one um i'm always looking at just kind of situations that are interesting to me. For instance, like Washington, they're a really interesting team out in the Pac-12. I think offensively, not a lot of people remember, Cliff, they were the best total offense in America last year. Um, Michael Penix has everyone back. I really wonder about how good they are defensively, particularly in secondary. If they face a team with a good offensive line, I have to wonder, there would be a lot of high-scoring games with Washington, most notably week one. I, I think week one is interesting against Boise. That's a team that's very good offensively as well. Um, also, just kind of looking at teams where things kind of worked last year from a standpoint of against the spread. So, you know, a team that was really good against the spread last year was like, um, you know, someone in general. Whether they can retain that or what's different. And then just betting against teams that are really bad. So, like, Stanford, this is probably one of the worst rosters in America. Mm. Arizona State, they're another one. I look at their win total. I don't know how they get five wins, which would win your win total there. I don't see it. I think maybe they win two or three games. I didn't understand that win total at all. I don't bet a lot of win totals. It's not really my thing to tie up my stuff for that long. I I just don't really want to do, but – now, that's kind of some things I look at, you know, groups like that, just teams that aren't very good, and the win totals are all over the place. Jeff, a uh, question from Jamie. Uh, you mentioned Penix a moment ago. Uh, Jamie's a, an IU guy and says, does uh, Luke Fickle and Matt Rule coming to the Big Ten uh, help them catch up a little bit with the SEC? So Fickle at Wisconsin. Phil Steele loves Wisconsin. I've seen others that uh, – they're going to at least uh, have a wide open offense, Jeff, which will be kind of funky to see uh, Wisconsin open it up, uh, and then Matt Rule at Nebraska. But I don't know. Do these these coaches? What do you think about those two in particular? Those uh, you know, can can Nebraska ever return to their '90s glory days? That might have been a little bit before your time, Jeff. But when I was a kid, uh, Tommy Frazier and Eric Crouch were running all over everybody. Can can those days ever return? Yeah, Lawrence Phillips. Yeah. Um, yeah. Listen, I, I agree with Steele. I'm, I think Wisconsin's one of the most fascinating teams in the country this year just due to the fact of if you don't do any research, you just assume Wisconsin is the same team they've been in just like the last 25 years, and they're going to be majorly different. They're, they're going to throw the football a lot. Defensively, they're going to be really interesting. They're always good. Tanner Moore I threw for over 7,000 yards at SMU over the last two seasons and 72 touchdowns. They're a group where when you look at something, you think of them as an under team, I'm going to hope to maybe get some good prices with them. On yeah. I think they're good. But do they strengthen the gap? I, yeah, I think they have because Michigan and Ohio State are very relevant. I mean, they're, they're contenders every year now. I think Wisconsin is kind of like LSU to me a little bit. I think they could really put a scare in the Big Ten West in the Big Ten East because, again, they're going to be good defensively. Penn State's also very good. I think they're probably an 11-win team. If Drew Aller plays well, they're going to be in the, the, the conversation. As far as Nebraska, 
I think they'll be like a good underdog team as far as getting seven, eight, ten, twelve points in a game. Um, I love them week one against Minnesota. Didn't understand that price at all. Uh, Matt Rule is a great coach. He has won everywhere he's went in college football. And remember, Clip, last year, last year, they were in five games that were decided by seven points or less. Um, Nebraska is going to improve a lot. Hmm. They do. Love talking football with you, hearing your insights, and uh, we'll do it here this week, uh, or this season, I should say, on Pirate Radio Live. Jeff, anything we need to know before we let you go today? No, I appreciate you having me as always. I appreciate uh, the talk always each week, and uh, yeah. See you next week. Absolutely. Big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. When we return, uh, we'll catch up on the chat. A lot going on in there. I want to do an ECU non-conference women's basketball preview with Micah Dennis because I saw the schedule put out today. And I believe like two trips away from home, the entire non-conference schedule. I got to pull it back up. But we'll look at that when we return and have more for you here. Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, Pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. East Plumbing, Viva Electric, and Rolling Black Heating and Cooling have teamed up to form New Blue Service Group, offering Eastern North Carolina the best in plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services. Same great local team, same great local service, just a new name. For plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services, go to callnewblue.com. That's callnublue.com. New Blue Service Group, where we are redefining service excellence. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's Cliff. All righty. Can we get uh, Micah to the mic? Micah to the mic. Micah to the mic, Micah please. Micah to the mic. Micah to the mic. I heard the uh, good old boys club in there was saying Micah couldn't throw a football, and she had to prove him wrong. I had to prove him wrong. What? Oh, and please you, tell me we got it on video. Did we get it on we video? Didn't, we didn't. We oh, should have. We should have. <laughs> Joey, you got to have your content thinking cap on at all times. Dude, that was that was content. <laughs> I can't that was hear content. you. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Micah. Oh, God. Joey's talking about getting it later. It's too late now. <laughs> Non-conference schedule is out, mm-hmm. and I see two road games and then a trip to the Bahamas, and everything else is in the friendly confines of Minji. So yes. you got to like that, right? Oh, I love that. <laughs> at Elon, November 6th. At VCU, November 14th. And then trip to the Bahamas where you will play Ohio State and Seton Hall. Other than that, all home games, including all December, 
at home. Uh, you got five games and all uh, in Minji's in the month of December before you begin league play. So I like the mix. You got a lot of opportunities for Pirate fans to go see you play at home. And you've also got uh, a challenging, obviously a team coming in with South Carolina, but a challenging non-conference schedule, a couple of road trips, good teams in the Bahamas. Good mix. Yeah, no, it was a good mix. I, I prefer home games. I like the home games with the crowd and then also just for myself because we'd be practicing and stuff like that. So it's just a lot easier for me. Have you ever been to the Bahamas before? I have not been to the Bahamas. I've been to Virgin Islands, though, but I haven't been to Bahamas. So this is going to be a new new experience for me. So what I mean, kind of, what kind of preseason tournaments did you have like when you were at Oklahoma State? Did you did you have any there? Um, so we kind of had the same sort of thing we're having now. Uh, closer to November, we went to Virgin Islands as a team, and we played Louisville, Oregon, and I think Tulsa, uh, a team in Tulsa. I can't remember. No, UT Arlington. We played them. So it was it was a big it was a big experience. Cause I think that was my freshman year. So that was like crazy. Um, such a good experience. Um, so to go back to the islands is you know really fun. Mm-hmm. A trip to the Bahamas coming up uh, right before Thanksgiving for ECU women's basketball. While we got you here, Mike, I saw this headline or this run across the bottom line on ESPN. Uh, the NBA will have preseason games in Montreal and Vancouver, mm-hmm. and they said they wanted to to grow the game in Canada. Mm-hmm. And my first thought was, and this is before you were alive, Micah, but you know they had a team in Vancouver like grizzlies you want to grow the game like keep the team that you had uh the memphis grizzlies were previously the vancouver grizzlies but i found that interesting a little little hoops in montreal and vancouver yeah no i'm actually surprised that they're starting to open up to canada a lot more they should have done a long time ago but you know it's good that they're starting to do that a lot more i'm liking that yeah and and a ton of you when we had the uh the tiktok with you correctly naming jamal murray uh-huh. uh, and uh, canadian <laughs> i mean a ton of uh canadian basketball players out there now so yeah. and uh micah dennis the latest oh so, yeah awesome right. stuff <laughs> uh shirley trivia question for you who has the most free throws in WNBA history i just saw this on tv too the most you can free guess throws? if you'd like. Yeah. Who's made the most free throws? I'm going to take a wall in WNBA history. History. That's hard. Oh. Just name some good players. Um, like I'm thinking players. Lisa Leslie, Cheryl Swoops, Diana Taurasi. Diana Taurasi is my favorite. Brianna Stewart. Diana Taurasi. Yeah, D. And yeah, yeah, D. Yay. She's uh, my favorite player. Yeah, she's only 18 points away from scoring 10,000 for her career. They just had a wow. big uh, segment on her uh, a while ago, I guess, about, about her approaching her 10,000 career points. So mm-hmm. Is that the most? Is she yeah, it's the most in WNBA in history. The first, yeah. yeah, first time anybody's reached 10,000 points in WNBA history. Wow. Yeah. And, I mean, she can do it, too. She dropped <laughs> 33 on the other night. She's been playing a long time. They were showing her college highlights, and that wasn't yesterday at, yeah. over at UConn. Yeah, well, she and Sue Bird were uh, uh, teammates on uh, that UConn team. All right, we got a um, – real quick, Eric says Rebecca Lobo, just to throw out an old name. He also said the original Vancouver jersey was sick. Remember Big Country, Shirley? Yes, Brian I Reeves? do. Yep, I do remember and, Big Country. Um, no, Mighty Mouse Stoudemire was um, – he was the Raptors. Uh, Sharif Abdurrahim was a good Vancouver Grizzly back in the day. Mike, we got an uh, Isaiah Winstead update, Charlotte. Oh, good, 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 good. From Michael Winstead, father of Isaiah. 
said, heads up, family. Isaiah is doing great. Somebody stepped on his ankle. He is back practicing. Good. They gave him some of that go-go juice that Patrick Mahomes was given in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that, that, good. that go-go juice is. Well, uh, I knew that he had tweaked his ankle because they said that he was on the sidelines like riding a bike, but he was visibly upset about something having to do with his ankle so i thought well if he injured it he wouldn't be on the bike so he probably tweaked it in some way so i can't help but laugh at seeing those videos of him dancing and i feel so bad for him because can you imagine like what isaiah winstead's thinking when they're out there making him do those dances hey he's got to be like man well, i don't want to little scary wouldn't be doing this i don't i'm trying to make the team i'm trying to run some routes to make the team they're making me dance i want to catch balls i don't want to dance why? That's literally how he would be. Why? That's exactly how he would He's be. He's all football. He's all serious. Why he, are you making me dance? He is all business. I don't want to dance. Uh, but it's all, I guess it's some kind of rookie hazing probably. Oh, yeah. Hey, get out there and well, do, has carry my do pads. With that do the Josh slide. All I'm saying was when I saw it, I said, if you cut this guy after he's out there doing this dance, I'm going to be really pissed off. <laughs> I'm not going to take it. Like, why? I mean, instead of making him do a dance, he could have been showing you how good he is running routes and making <laughs> catches and stuff. Let the man catch. Uh, Johnny, Let the man eat. Johnny says Blue was a Grizzly. That's right. Blue Edwards. <laughs> like, and Grizzly Adams had a beard. <laughs> Grizzly Adams did have a beard. What golfer was said that line in Happy Gilmore? Lee Trevino. That is correct. My mother's favorite golfer. That Lee is Trevino. interesting. I guess. That's a fact. Lee Trevino I never and uh, Chichi Rodriguez, the one that used to do the <laughs> sword fight with his golf club. Yeah. Um, by the way, this is kind of off topic, but I do want to mention this before we get a break. I want to look at the Buccaneer Music Hall School Board presented by the Buck. The Buck. Coming up tonight on ESPN2, it is the Savannah Party Animals versus the Savannah Bananas. It is Banana Ball on ESPN2 tonight. All right, banana ball. Can't wait. Up. And then next week on ESPN2, they'll be playing softball uh, over at East Carolina. Yeah. The uh, Athletes Unlimited. All right, let's take a break. When we return, boy, Brett Kennedy showed he's up. He's ready to come on. Now he's got a whole swag bag of stuff <laughs> that we've been giving him here at Pirate Radio. We got all this chief stuff thanks to Cornell Powell and uh, Jenny's connections there. Uh, we will talk about Brett's time here in Eastern North Carolina, talk some football and more. Hour two, Pirate Radio Live, back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years. You can shop online anytime at piratewear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for Pirate of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. With you, Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. Shirley Rhodes, intern Dan, aka Danny Bill, Micah Dennis here, intern Joey. Uh, real quick, DB, did you see Max Scherzer's 
debut with the Rangers. First inning got ugly, but he kind of settled out. Was it six innings, three earned, nine Ks, two walks, something like that? Was that, was that what it was like? Really? Yes, I think. that's exactly it. Is it really? When Danny puts on those glasses, man, he knows it all. Uh, that was his line, and you're right. Uh, White Sox scored three in the first and couldn't get anything after that. Uh, Rangers lead at four to three on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Uh, Kansas City up seven nothing on the Mets. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay, well. uh, O's have a 2 nothing lead over the Blue Jays right now on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. We welcome in Brett Kennedy. We say hello just so we can say goodbye to uh, Brett. He is leaving Eastern North Carolina and um, taking uh, the transfer portal, I guess, and uh, got scooped up. Uh, but, Brett, good to see you back uh, here. Great to have you in studio one last time before you say goodbye. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. It's been kind of a crazy last couple weeks uh, with everything, but uh, I had to come back one last time in person. Uh, I feel like I owed you guys that much, and uh, I still remember when your studio was, was faced a different way. We were talking about movies one time. We had a movie game. That was a couple years ago, but uh, it's good to be back here man i want to say we did some kind of draft it was like tv and you were wearing a breaking bad shirt and, and didn't... i didn't draft breaking bad. <laughs> yes okay yes, i, I do thought remember i remember that. something like that i do remember that all yes. right so tell folks uh about your next move where are you headed to brett yeah i'm going to uh to st joseph missouri uh which is less than an hour north of kansas city uh i'm as for those of you who don't know i'm, I'm from kansas city um lived the first couple of my life a uh, couple years of my life out there uh it's a television station kqt TV, KQ2 for short. Uh, it's an ABC affiliate station. I'm going to be part of a two-person sports team there. Uh, St. Joseph, Missouri is also the the location of the Chiefs training camp. So the training camp's right there at Missouri Western. Uh, the camp is there, and uh, they, they cover the Chiefs. They cover the Royals at this station. They cover a bunch of D2 colleges. Um, I was going to say D1. So, like, I don't know the geography. What, any, uh, like, FBS, any uh, FCS? So any? they have uh, Northwest Missouri State, which is up in Maryland. Which is a basketball powerhouse in D two, uh, Missouri Western's right there in town. They they do cover down because they have Big Twelve basketball tournaments in Kansas City right. uh, at the T Mobile Center or whatever it's called down there. Um, so all uh, I think they send people down there to cover that from time to time. And NASCAR racing. I mean, you got Kansas Kansas Speedway, which is down there. They send people to that. They've got two professional soccer teams: the uh, the KC Current, which is the women's team, and uh, Sporting KC, which is the men's team. The soccer population in Kansas City is massive. They're going to have a World Cup game there in a couple years. Nice. Brand new airport. They, re- they remodeled the entire airport. So uh, it's it's awesome to be going back home and being closer to family, too, as well. And will you, I guess, get an opportunity to cover your favorite football team, the Chiefs? I will indeed. The, yeah. guy, the guy that I re- was replacing, um, go figure, he's going to work in Honolulu, Hawaii at a <laughs> station there, which I thought was bizarre. Um, but I caught up with him before he left, and he goes, yeah, I, I cover, he goes, this past playoff run, he was at every single Chiefs playoff game to cover that. Um, actually, my first week there, they are sending me to Arrowhead for their final preseason game. Nice. I have never covered an NFL game for work before, and to have it be my team, I'm over the moon. It's like, I'm so jealous. I, I'm so lucky to be in this spot. Yeah, I wonder so. what the access is. I guess you'll be down on the field, right? I would assume. Yeah, they. Uh, I was talking to the people that work there. They do allow us field access to be down there. I don't know if it's all game. Maybe it might just be before and after, like before when they're warming up and
and um, we'll have to see. But uh, I'm I'm really excited to get. I've only been to Arrowhead twice as a fan, and to be down there working and to be in the locker room, and everyone's like, "Oh, get a get an interview with Mahomes." I was like, "I don't think he does one on one interviews with most people anymore." Neither does Kelsey, Travis Kelsey. So we'll see. Um, like you said earlier before the break, to catch up with Cornell Powell. I yeah. hope, I hope he makes the team. J.H. Rose, football high school alum. Um, he just had his camp here a couple weeks ago. I hope he makes the team. It's going to be awesome to catch up with him. Um, so I'm excited. Brad Kennedy joining us now formally of WCTI 12. We talk to your uh, old boss every Friday, Brian North. And I know North just from this show and our kind of working relationship that we have. Uh, very funny man. Very cool guy. Um, and I would assume a very good boss to work for. I don't want to assume too much because I've never been in the, the fire uh, with Brian North, but yeah. I would think he'd be a pretty cool guy to work alongside. That was one of the big reasons I came out here. I, I'd heard about the legend of Brian North. Now, let's not let's not push his ego a little bit right. here. But um, but no, I mean, Brian, Brian's been a great boss. He's taught me so much. Um, one of my favorite quotes of his is, don't tell me what you can't do, show me what you can do. And I kind of I kind of base that on uh, in my everyday life going into this job and I learned my first blitz doing doing high school football with him. It's chaotic, but that's his baby and just that's how he likes things run and the man's been here. I think he's been with WCTI since 98. He's yeah. been there a long time and he knows the area and I was just fascinated by how much knowledge he had of this area, but uh, great boss. He taught me a lot. We he gave me a big hug on my last day the other day. And uh, it was nice. We we took pictures in the studio for one last time, and uh, I'll always I'll always keep in touch with him. And he's he's been one of the best bosses I've ever had, and he's he's taught me so much. Brett, I want to just talk about your time here a little bit. Who are some of the best? high school athletes uh, you've covered and uh, performances. What kind of stands out to you that you'll take with you to, to KC? One that comes to mind right off the bat, basketball, Turquavion Smith, getting to see him in person at Farmville Central and take them and, and bring them to state championships. He was just so incredible. I'll never forget they had a playoff game against, I think it was Northeastern, where he had a layup in between, he had an assist in between his legs. It was almost like a Jamal Crawford from, from frickin' <laughs> Lob City at uh, the Los Angeles Clippers. He went in between his legs and the guy right behind him just I think it was Leonte Moy just slammed it down and that was probably the coolest play I've seen in person high school basketball wise. Um I mean, there's been there's been a ton um, getting to cover Camaro Edmonds. Uh, what covering? I mean, former. I mean, current ECU Pirate yeah. running back. Watching him at in Havelock and just being unstoppable. And you want to talk about another running back, Kanye Roberts from Wallace Rose Hill, who's now on Appalachian State. He's going to be have a good chance to be one of their best running backs this season. He was just unstoppable. They had no answer for that guy. And you want to go right in your backyard here? Let's go eight man football. Ryan Roseborough from JP two. That was he was like the fridge out there. Carrying the ball up and down the field. It was fun covering him, but I really enjoyed my time. A lot of good athletes out here and um, getting to cover, getting to see Michael Jordan in person at the the Big Rock Blue Marlin mm-hmm. tournament. Get to inter- interview guys like Brandon Ingram and um, just guys from this area, Pharaoh Cooper and Kendall Vickers and uh, NFL players. It's been it's been a lot of fun. And uh, got to see some some good ECU athletics. I know our, our old friend Zach Maskovich and uh, 
Tyler Feldman and uh, they kind of were in a rough era here, but you saw the turn in football and saw two straight bowl seasons, one bowl game played and one, one game not played, of course. Uh, you saw uh, the first Super Regional at Clark LeClaire Stadium when the Pirates hosted the Texas Longhorns and uh, just a ton of ECU baseball victories. You saw Micah Dennis and the ECU women's basketball team mm-hmm. make it to the NCAA tournament. So got to see some cool stuff uh, from the ECU side of things, too. And it was so cool, uh, the, the fan base out here that the pirate fan base is just so awesome and it was so cool to see that finally firsthand and i i just got i got goosebumps my first ecu pirate game to see steve the pirate walk out and the smoke and mike houston leading the team on the field i still get goosebumps every single time i see that in person and that was it's been awesome to see the revitalization of the football program in my time here and uh, to cover the birmingham bowl with all you guys there that was so much fun and um ecu baseball man there is nothing like it that that is the most electric college baseball atmosphere out there, bar none. Uh, the jungle is electric. One of these years, they will make it to Omaha. It's coming soon. ECU is so close. And I was just uh, I was just telling you guys off, off camera, uh, Omaha is only two and a half hours north, I think, from St. Joe. So if ECU ever makes it, I'm going to make sure I try to get up there and cover the ECU Pirates in Omaha for the first time ever. But yeah, ECU, I mean, and the revitalization of ECU basketball with yeah. Mike Schwartz coming in and um, it, it's been awesome to see and uh, it was it was just incredible. And uh, our, I mean, rest in peace to, to Jeff Charles, the, the voice, getting to see him in person, do his thing before he passed away. I mean, like you guys, I was so incredibly lucky to have witnessed that and seen his greatness firsthand. Uh, so many good memories here at ECU. That's awesome, man, and I'm glad you'll be able to take those uh, with you to the next stop and spread the good word when somebody uh, brings up East Carolina. We'll have Brett Kennedy out there to to uh, talk talk good about us folks around here. Most definitely, most <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I, I'll always rep ECU, and uh, trust me, I will tell the people it is East Carolina, and it is in Greenville, North Carolina, not Greenville, South Carolina. Very good, very good. <laughs> Let's take a break. We'll come back, uh, maybe dive into a little NFL here. Uh, we'll talk about your Chiefs and who is standing in their way in the AFC. Got the Hall of Fame game coming up tonight on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. It'll be good to see some live uh, football on our TVs. Zach Wilson and Kellen Mond, I believe, are the starters. Wow, so, yeah. that's actually an intriguing matchup. So. <laughs> I, to see what Zach Wilson does, he is uh, under the microscope right now as they kind of punted on him already. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers uh, in the mix, you wonder if he is trade bait now or if they try to maybe Rodgers plays. I mean, how many more years is Rodgers going to play? Two, three, maybe? Uh, so think maybe they wait yeah. on Wilson. I don't know. But yeah, he's yeah. got to perform well uh, coming up tonight. You are not Shirley. Do you know what to do? All right, we'll do it. Let's go. We got to go to break. <laughs> we got to do more than that. All right. You don't know what to do, then we won't go to break. Here's Shirley. I looked over and saw Joey. I do like Joey's confidence. He's like, yeah, I got it. I know what to do and just pointed at something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shirley will take us to break. We'll come back more with Brett Kennedy when we return. Hour 2, Pirate Radio Live after this.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to visit one of ECU graduate Brandon Tate's U.S. Cellular locations and experience the highest standard of customer service. The purpose of the Atlantic Wireless Store experience is to inform, illuminate, and inspire. Find the location near you at AtlanticWireless.com. Atlantic Wireless, we go beyond the call. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Uh, Kenny wants Brett to say the Blitz one last time. We got the clip of Billy Weaver doing his Brian North impression saying, The Blitz! Somewhere. I don't know where you might would find that, Shirley. <laughs> Uh, but uh, would that be press box or sports bar? It think? would definitely be press box if it's up there, okay. uh, but I'm not Let's sure if, if it, it is or not. Uh, but how about uh, high school football, Brad? Is that something you you think you'll continue to cover? High school athletics up there? Most definitely. They uh, they have a Friday night football show out there, and I've already kind of talked to my new boss about that. I don't think it'll be as chaotic on the Blitz. Uh, I mean, you were talking about Brian North; he would always go on the Blitz. Like it was, it was so funny. <laughs> now we got that forever. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome for that. But uh, yeah, he was always; those were always electric. But uh, no, it's uh, the, well, there's a lot of good. Um, uh, high school football out in that area. There's actually we covered a lot of eight man football out there. There's eight man football out there as well as there is here. So uh, that'll be fun. Um, and uh, just getting to see how these different high school football shows are run. I'm intrigued at how they do it compared to uh, the Blitz. But I had a lot of good fun Blitz nights with Brian um, covering some of the great athletes around this area. I remember talking to uh, Coach Murphy at JP2, and I want to say he said, like, Nebraska was real big on eight-man football. Like, is that a bigger thing out there than maybe it is in other places? Yeah, it's it's in the area out there, just kind of those those countries. There's there's not a lot of people to choose from. uh, Yeah. They go to school. I mean, I think I've, I've told you this before in the past. I went to Montana for my first job, and I covered six-man football up there. <laughs> so the centers could go out for passes. Imagine that. I mean, that's what so, we do in the yard as kids. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So it was like a trick play every single time. It was fun to watch. Yeah. Seeing really good teams. Um, but yeah, eight-man and just in Nebraska, South Dakota, North Dakota, Wyoming, just Montana, uh, Kansas City, or that just in that area, just out in the middle of nowhere, those southern or country towns, that's uh, that's kind of all you can do so brett kennedy joining us uh, as he leaves wcti 12 and is headed to what's the name of the saint, town again? saint joseph missouri saint so. joseph missouri you can just call it saint joe saint joe missouri saint joe missouri and uh you will be close to your and covering uh your favorite nfl team the kansas city chiefs the champions of the world did you watch uh, quarterback on netflix i did i did I, i'm trying to get my dad to watch it but he doesn't have netflix yet um but it was fantastic it was awesome uh, I, I gotta say, like, when I saw what it was, and they're gonna cover Mahomes, Cousins, and Mariota, I'm like, yeah, I've seen enough Mahomes. I'm kind of good on Mahomes. Yeah, Cousins is not entertaining at all, and Mariota might be the most calm, boring guy ever. He's so like, boring. Is this gonna be good? And it was awesome. It's fantastic. It was, it was great. I like. I gotta say this too. Um, Where was I, the first confirmation for next season? By the way, too. Yeah. Where did yeah. you see that sleeper app? everywhere it's all over yeah. all right i have not seen that yeah that is a good did you see yeah thank yeah. you joey and they asked like so many other guys and they've already turned it down like oh, justin fields like jalen hurts decent quarterback oh yeah man. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, if you got Burrow, I like how they tiered it this year. They got the guy at the top, the guy trying to finally break through and win, and the guy holding on to his job. Yeah. I that, like that format. That, and was, that, that, that was cool because everyone's like, oh, why don't you just have the top three best quarterbacks in the league? That's not interesting. You've got to see different aspects of, yeah, like you said, a guy that won the Super Bowl, a guy that can't win in prime time and lost in the playoffs this past year, and then a guy that got cut the frick, the, literally the AWOL. weekend, the, yeah, <laughs> got cut literally the week his baby was born so and went AWOL after that so yeah so Mahomes the Mahomes family gets a lot of uh, flack from folks and there was no brother Mahomes in it which I I think was a good thing and probably by design and I gotta say the wife like she gets um, her fair share of criticism like I I didn't think she was that annoying or bad like I saw some people say Oh yeah, she she's just as annoying as I thought. Like I thought she was kind of a normal person. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's it's funny you mentioned that. And I think the last time I was in here, we talked about Mahomes' wife and and his his brother and how crazy their family is. But <laughs> um, it, I've I've heard different viewpoints from different people. Yeah. I, I I had one guy that was like, you know what, this actually put Brittany Mahomes in a better light. I thought so. And then I met another guy that was like, no, it made it in ten times worse. <laughs> ten times. You think worse? worse? So, what? Yeah, when she's cheering and yeah, Joey and I are. So so far out on Brittany Mahomes, it's not even funny. <laughs> I mean, that chick drives me bananas. She could have donated a meal to any charity, and it wouldn't have changed anything. Right? No, yeah. She, no. yeah, so far out. Yeah, uh, all right. right. There there you was a go. Good Great Jackson example, Holmes, right? Yeah. Exactly. I'm glad that they didn't show Jackson at all because he had no, that so was many good, things good that happened call. going through the yeah. season. So I'm glad they didn't highlight. Yeah, it. it was just it was really bad, bad publicity for the family, and I'm sure that they didn't want any of that involved. I didn't know so. Mahomes had such a potty mouth. Yeah, my I love it. Gosh, yeah, it was it was so cool, and, and to see his house getting built, and them walking through, and his wife going, "Well, here's where all all of your trophies and Super Bowl trophies are going to be." And I was like, "Good God, and what, rich what is get it to be? Yeah, the rich get richer, and my God, it's out in the middle of nowhere, and it, it, he's got this logo on the football field. He's got a par three golf hole. I mean, that's that's incredible. Yeah, he's got a dream house. I yeah. felt kind of bad about seeing that little Kirk Cousins slot where he's got a space for a Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> gonna stay empty a for a little dusty. Bit. I, I will say though, like to have like his man cave like hidden behind like a bookcase or something. I did think that was That's cool. Totally, Kirk though. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. He is such a dad. Like, and to see his dad energy throughout that entire series, have his wife pick out his outfits, and that was so funny. Uh, it was a great show, and glad to hear it's coming back with uh, Joe Burr next year. Yeah. I reckon. Um, Nurse so calf. Brett uh, Mahomes is going to throw the football to Travis Kelsey a whole mm-hmm. bunch of times. Times. Who who will he throw the ball to the second most times uh, oh, on the Chiefs roster this year? Well, um, you'd think it'd be Kadarius Tony, but apparently he just can't stay healthy past two games. So uh, I'm thinking, man, this guy, he's never played in the NFL before because he's been injured the last couple seasons. And I think you know who I'm talking about. He's got good hype. He was really good in Clemson. Justin Ross, if he can stay healthy. Had a he can uh, stay healthy. Just a really so, bad injury at Clemson, right? Yeah, they, yeah. He, had, like, he had to have back fusion surgery or something something like that. But he's been uh, so, showing out in pre in uh, camp. Yes, right? he's been showing out in camp, making great catches. Big, tall guy. The Chiefs haven't had a big, tall receiver since, I think, Dwayne Bowe or Jonathan mm. Baldwin back in those days. But um, it's it's going to be interesting to see if, if Ross can get into the get in, get into the uh, 
get into the starting lineup with guys like Marquez Valdez, Scandling, Sky Moore. How do they work him in once Tony gets back healthy? How do you get him in? And then they got they drafted a guy from SMU, uh, Rashi Rice, who we saw in person a couple times when SMU played ECU. So um, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see kind of how they work the ball around. Andy Reid is gonna the rich get richer there. He's gonna love all of his weapons, I'm sure. And it's kind of funny. So we talk receivers there, and not a lot of known commodities that have done it on the field. How about the running? Back position. Who is the the lead guy there? Because there's a lot to choose from, right? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be kind of going into the season here. Well, I've heard I've heard rumors that they might go after uh, Jonathan Taylor now that he wants to leave the Colts. I keep hearing the Chiefs' rumor name for a trade bait there. I don't think he goes. I don't think he fits our offense very well. I think it's going to be a three headed monster. You're going to have Isaiah Pacheco, uh, the seventh round pick out of last year. Um, I think he went to Rutgers. He had a great season last year. That kid runs hard. Uh, and they re-signed Jarek McKinnon. They brought him back. He was a touchdown scoring machine like last year, running the ball, catching the ball. He's like their little spark plug. And then finally healthy. He's been kind of a disappointment so far, but Clyde Edwards-Alaire out of LSU, and he's going to he's gonna round out. And then they have a guy, a rookie this year, undrafted free, uh, free agent rookie. Uh, I think his name's Dominic Prince, and he's from Tulsa. And he's he's going to get in, and he's going to be their punt returner this year. And he runs hard as well. So it's going to be, they're going to have, I think, four guys that they're going to kind of go back and forth and have a carousel. All right. So if you rattle off those receivers' names and those running backs, and that's all you tell somebody, they'll say, man, this team's, they're not very good, are they? Their offense isn't very good. Well, you throw in Mahomes, Kelsey, Andy Reid, and it's the best offense in football. It's just, uh, so those guys make it go. Uh, But I don't know. Do you have any concerns at all about the really lack of on-the-field production? I know Pacheco did have a a good year. Clyde has shown some flashes. McKinnon's been around a while and does what he does, catches balls. But, like, no, like, studs really outside of Kelsey, you know? Yeah, but I mean, if you look at our roster last year, we didn't really have any studs last year yeah. either, and they were able to get a Super Bowl championship out of it. it it's, again, I think as as long as Mahomes is there and that offensive line is intact, because that offensive line is massive, they went out and got a brand new left tackle in Donovan Smith. Now, he didn't have the best year last year for Tampa Bay on, on Tom Brady's blind side there, but uh, and then they went out and got that Jawan Taylor from the Jacksonville Jaguars. They put him at right tackle. He is a beast. Um, and you put, I mean, you got Creed Humphrey, who with Jason Kelsey is probably the best center in the league. Those two guys right there. And then uh, the guards, Joe Tooney and... um You've got the, uh, the the guy from uh, Tennessee. I'm blanking on his name right now, um, but he is a, he is a stud as well. Um, that whole offensive line is just awesome. So I we'll just have to see. As long as those guys, that offensive line stays healthy and 15s back there slinging the rock, they're going to be in every game. No doubt. Uh, I do not take fantasy serious enough to where I hate a guy or go to social media and blast a guy that is ridiculous and should not be done. But I will say, you, you mentioned the name of a a guy that I'll never forget for a bad reason, and I'll, I will not like forever, and that is Dwayne Bowe. Uh, absolutely ruined my championship <laughs> many, many um, years ago. Um, he and Kenny Britt uh, are on my list of those no. two. It, uh, do you guys have guys that like haunt you? Like there's, uh, I don't know, as a maybe an opponent of the Patriots, Danny, or a fantasy guy, Joey? Kamara for me, fantasy wise, is just painful. Like there, he's had a couple performances where I've had like thirty point leads going into Sunday Night Football or something like that, and he'll just rattle off like a six touchdown game. Oh my god, it's painful. Yeah, Yeah. that's the one for me too. I was on, I think it was like five six game win streak. 
then Kamara had six touchdowns. Yep. And, uh, yeah, you can't really do anything about that. Giants always scare me. We kind of own Kansas City, not going to lie. But Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, tough subject, Although, but uh, it's all right. It's but all right. Um, you know, it's I mean, the Ravens are always tough. Steelers are always scary. But Alvin Kamara has you know has a real estate in my dome. Sean forever. Alexander was like that a little oh, before man. y'all's time yep. because I never had him and he always scored four touchdowns every me. time he faced him. Yeah, yeah, every single oh, time. Also, Just a beast. Really hate David Johnson. I took him the year after Ooh. he had that breakout year. Yeah, so I was thinking, oh, he's going to run it back again. And is it? <laughs> Kinda, because I had him the year before, uh, and he's one of my all-time so favorites. Funny. His his uh, his rookie year, I was drafting for my buddy who couldn't uh, couldn't make his draft that night. And he he goes, who who the heck's David Johnson? And I was like, dude, trust me, just out of Northern Iowa, it's I was my like, insurance this, agent. This, yeah, this guy's going to be good, and he was good for like two years there. It was awesome. Was he was. He amazing. looked like the next Adrian so, Peterson. That's why the way he ran. Yeah. It was year three, and I was like, oh, we're gonna yeah. do it again. And yeah. no, he just like. They paid him. Insurance. They like, paid yeah. him all that money, and then I think he got injured, and yeah. now he's out of the game now. So, uh, and now nobody wants to uh, pay running backs. Yeah, <laughs> apparently not. I guess the Chiefs so. got it figured out. They got three that they don't have to pay a lot right now. It's I mean, crazy that yeah. Bijan Robinson is the highest paid running back in the league right now, which is insane. And I think just I now they 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 look at running backs and they go, well, we'll have them. Last out the rookie deal, and then you know what? We'll just draft somebody else. We'll do it all over again. I guess is Clyde still on his rookie? Clyde deal? is on the last year of his deal. They've declined his fifth year, so this is a make or break year for him. Um, I think he's gone after this year if he doesn't really, really come on the scene. Um, but yeah, I mean, you see these guys. I mean, Saquon sat out and he he's, he finally signed, and he's not even making more than what he would have signed on the tender. So I mean, um, it, it's just weird. Yep. Uh, Brett Kennedy joining us. Jamie says, looks like Oregon and Washington to Big Ten is almost a done deal. So it appears, Brett, that the Pac-12 is disintegrating before our very eyes. Yeah. Uh, Looks like you might get a Utah-Arizona State-Arizona to the Big 12, Oregon-Washington to the Big Ten, and then does the Big Ten add? I've even seen like a Stanford cow perhaps, and... Big 10 is Big 20 or whatever. It's nuts. Let's blame USC and UCLA for like the toppling of the co- the collapse of the Pac-12 cuz it's I mean that's been a good conference but just the last couple of years is eh, it hasn't been good. Yeah, it is and now you just kind of Hold on and wait and see what it's all going to look like when the dominoes in fa- stop falling. And I don't know if they'll ever stop falling. Yep. There's, I guess there's an end point somewhere, but yeah. I, I don't know exactly what it's going to look I mean, like. And does it involve the ACC? They start coming for them. Yeah, that's going to be what We're going to get some super conferences here really fast yeah. if this does keep happening, though, which is going to be wild. wild. Yeah, and it's it's not great for the fans. No, but definitely I'm, not. I'm going to enjoy the games. I'm going to watch the games. I just hate all the stuff around the games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I just hope, like, I mean— I mean, you mentioned like if Washington State goes somewhere and Washington goes somewhere else, keep the rivalry. I know that they're going to be playing in different conferences. Keep the rivalry game intact. That's what I would do because people, fans, it's good for college football to have rivalry games. You got to have those. Yep, no doubt. Well, Brett, uh, thank you for coming in, man, and uh, appreciate you and uh, getting to know you here these last few years. And uh, good luck to you. I'm excited for you, man. It's got to be cool to head over uh, back towards your home.
homeland so uh, awesome stuff man thank you man yeah it's been a lot of fun living out here in enc i have no regrets that you get an awesome fan base for sports out here i'm never gonna forget living out here and uh yeah i mean if i'm ever out in kc and you want to you want to talk some football uh call me in we'll definitely keep in touch we'll do our annual uh phone conversation during the chiefs playoff run for sure we'll do that and uh if somehow east carolina uh somehow like i end up still talking to feldman and zach and guys that left uh previously obviously ariel who is a giant star now yeah she's killing Uh, it now so i still keep up uh with with everybody and i'm sure we'll we'll talk to you down the road as well for sure man for sure i would love that and uh it's amazing you you the relationships with people and the connections you make in this business and years later you're still talking to these people so it's like it's like a little little family almost so it's been fun good stuff brett kennedy joining us here on pirate radio live as he says goodbye to eastern north carolina we'll take a time out come back more to go hour two pirate radio live here on a thursday still to come on today's show ecu hall of famer marcus crandall talking pirate football in hour three back with you after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room is your favorite place in downtown Greenville for lunch, dinner, or drinks with friends. They serve lunch and dinner Tuesday through Sunday, plus brunch starting at 1030 on Saturdays and Sundays. Follow Fifth Street on Instagram for the latest events and specials. Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room, right beside the State Theater in downtown Greenville. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Hall of Famer Marcus Crandall going to join us. He's going to join us here momentarily on the program. We'll talk some Pirate football catching up on the chat jamie says assuming the hall of fame game watch party is not happening do we talk about that yeah <laughs> briefly i don't i don't think we promised that right i hope we didn't um nah no watch party tonight um eric says enjoy that stuff cooked on uh, a grill out there in kansas city brett but it's not barbecue yeah i didn't get into the kc versus eastern north carolina barbecue debate uh, with Brett Kennedy. Great to have him here. Um, John says Mike Tirico did the ECU Virginia Tech game on uh, ESPN in 2007. Robert says, was there a touch involved with Troy and Mike Tirico? It's kind of a touchy subject. If uh, I think there was an ESPN book and Mike Tirico. Oh, I didn't even mean to say touchy subject. <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that. Um Mike Tirico uh, maybe got a little handsy at a company party. Am I speaking out of turn here? Google it up. Find out what happened yourself. Anyway, uh, yeah, I do have Troy D and Mike Tirico. Might hit that uh, hour three when the cram man is here momentarily. But uh, right now, I'm going to pass the baton to Chandler Honeycutt, who has some very specific instructions for Shirley Rhodes. Shirley. May I ask you a question? 
please i don't want to just tell you to do something i want to ask you if i could ask you to do it first can i get a yes or no you want consent i want consent yes i feel like in the past i haven't given you consent like i haven't already turned you turned you into hr like eight times already (laughs) Uh, i can do the same for you miss slapping my behind in that one i digress you may go you may move forward (laughs) um let's see i need you to back that fat truck up please because we have to count it down to football because we are getting closer and closer to ecu football 2023 and it kicks off in ann arbor michigan against the wolverines ecu versus michigan how many days you might ask i'm asking you i'm going to tell you this i'm going to give you an answer and the answer is 30 what 30 days away that don't even seem right 30 days away until ecu michigan 12 o'clock noon on peacock mike tarico chris sims lewis johnson on the call that was the news of the day when it comes to ecu versus michigan so 30 days away until we'll be here in Mike Tirico call East Carolina versus Michigan. But before we get to kickoff, before we get to that Saturday that kicks off the 2023 campaign for ECU football, we have to kick it off ourselves. Pirate Radio has to kick off the season. Well, how do we do that? We do it with the Pirate Radio football kickoff party. It is back this year. It's back at the State Theater on Thursday, August 31st at 7 o'clock. The chairman of the board will be there. All the proceeds will go to the Jeff Charles Charles Scholarship Fund. Uh, You can get your tickets at PR927FM.com. That is 28 days away. 28 days away until we're partying with the chairman of the board, raise the money for the late, great Jeff Charles at the Pirate Radio fo- football kickoff party. 28 days away till the party, 30 days away until ECU football, and uh, all of that on the David Price Construction countdown to kickoff. More on David Price Construction in a moment, thanks to the Pirate Radio football kickoff party sponsors, Dirty Dan's, Dubuck. King Mackerels, Delcor, Orthopedics East, Tiebreakers, Greenville Utilities, Town Insurance, UBE, Ron Ayers Motorsports, and Wilson, Jones, and Griffin, uh, Certified Public Accountants. Uh, David Price Construction, countdown to kickoff. We are three hours, 12 minutes away from kickoff tonight in Canton, Ohio, Hall of Fame game, and just 30 days away chandler from ecu and michigan call 919-291-5532 or visit online davidpriceconstruction.com for all your commercial or custom residential and building needs david price construction proud ecu home services partner run by ecu alum david price uh you can get it done right with dp he's an award-winning guy he has won multiple awards yes sir um chandler i got a question what do you have? Who is this Ann Arbor I keep hearing about? And is she single? <laughs> Who is she? Is she pretty? Also, I want to point out Danny has lost the hat, 
but Danny Beal wearing the hat, glasses, mustache combination <laughs> looks like he went to Halloween Express and got a little wild. <laughs> what a what looks a, like village people. <laughs> I just went and picked it out whatever I like. I am good it is it. a look. You don't like it? I love it. No, I love it. I think I just found my Halloween costume. I know. You just threw a few things together, and here you are. I'm like the little kid coming up to my mom at the end of the, like, the store, and I'm like, Mom, look what I found. It's like, yeah, kid, what are you doing? Stick to Let's one thing, guys. Danny. You can't be it. No, Mom, I want this. You got to figure out the rest of your ensemble. I might though. just wear one of those like painter's costumes, like the onesies, just all the way through and just see what happens. Just let, see just what, let it ride. Just go. Yeah. Go with it. Looking sharp, my man. And thanks to David Price. David Price, Construction Countdown 2, kickoff. Earlier in the show, we talked about Tariko, Mike Tariko, on the call for ECU Michigan on Peacock. And I played the clip of the time he was roasting uh, Washington on Monday Night Football. Danny brought up Bob Costas roasting Pedro Strope during a Cubs game. And anytime that's brought up, I got to hear it. Shirley, can we play that real quick? It's not Basio this time, it's Madden. And that means a change. Mott is on his way in. Strope is on his way out, pointing toward the heavens. We can only ask or wonder that he is asking some departed relative for forgiveness for this atrocious performance. <laughs> One of the wildest things to say. You're bringing up Bob dead Costas. relatives? Bob Costas is awesome. I'm not a Bob guy. I know you're not, but I love Bob Costas. Um, I can't. I, I need to talk to Scooter. And next time Danny Bill gets taken out of a game, <laughs> just a painful performance to watch here today from Scooter, number forty-five. Just read this real quick. You gotta think Danny Bill <laughs> is reaching out to some dead relatives, his great aunt perhaps, or a great great grandfather, and saying, "I'm sorry, Gramps, for giving up three runs on just two hits, but I walked four. Will he ever pitch again?" For this ecu baseball team <laughs> i mean he was disgusted I that, mean, he, he was almost mad at him for how bad he pitched he was angry uh that was hilarious uh jamie says i can't figure out who danny looks like one of the beastie boys you look like uh one of the beastie boys on the sabotage video remember that shirley where they dressed up uh yeah i'm trying to remember which one it, i don't remember um, who but he had a fake mustache and maybe even a helmet okay ouch fake mustache huh now you, <laughs> wow! Yours is legit. Honestly, though. yours looks fake because it's so real. Like, can can he really grow a mustache a like co- that? There's a Kaufman in there somewhere. Yeah, I'll it's a it. great mustache. It's I'll the best it. mustache in studio right now. Speaking of mustaches, I hear we were talking a little sports stashes later on the show today. Uh, at some point, in fact, we can dive into it right now. I saw a uh, tweet from Kyle Brandt from NFL Network, and let me find that real quick because he said oh you got to pull up chandler let me read what the tweet said though something about a percentage of head coaches in the nfl that rocked a mustache and according to him it said only two percent of head coaches have cultivated a mustache is that true uh and then he said which one is your favorite and he's got a list here ray rhodes brad childress uh romeo crennel mike holmgren denny green Ditka, of course. You gotta go Ditka. The thin Tony Dungy. 
Bill Cower, epic. Good one. Yep. Andy Reid, majestic. Skinny Herm Edwards. You play to win the game. Thick and short. Thick and not very wide. Jeff Fisher. Yeah, that's been better. That's true. Dave Wanstat had a oh yeah spectacular mustache, and then Art Shell up here as well. Um, out of that group, I mean, Ditka's Ditka's the legendary, most legendary, but Cower and Wanstat. Wanstad might have the best one. I honestly. love it. I love Andy Reid's. Andy Reid's is just so thick and bushy, and it just goes well with his persona. Well, he, just a big, they, big there's big a reason sh- why he they call him the Walrus. Big chubby guy walking around the sideline, calling up bombs, and kind of his Patty. natural look allows the mustache to flows in. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a thing of beauty. We need more mustaches because these are back in the day. These are 80s and 90s. Here we're actually, looking at. You know, I'm not trying to take airtime. I actually made a list. Of my favorite sports mustaches. Look at me being. Look at me being me, huh? Chandler, oh, he's being proactive show. over here. That is what I like to call preparation at its finest. You, you do learn a little bit, and I I said this at like two fifty or something. You sure did. Wow, Danny, above and beyond. Yeah, I'm a minute late, but I'm prepared, Cliff. Well, let's see. <laughs> you know what? You made up for it. That's awesome. All right, what do you got? Gardner Minshew. <laughs> okay. One, pick one one. Actually, former. ECU punter John Young. Remember John yes. Young? Yes. Oh, Very yeah. good. That's a good one. Very yes. Good. Rally fingers. Of like that's, that's a classic. The, you know, the yeah. curls. Dale. Mr. Dale. Arnhart, three for Dale. Mike Ditka. Andy Reid. Dennis Eckersley. <laughs> yeah. He yeah, had Eck, the stash he, and Eck the, a, uh, Eck, the yeah. hair coming oh, yeah. out. Eck, 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 was had, Eck had a really, really good mustache. Poster child for relief pitchers in the 80s. I bet he had a hairy chest, too. One would think, right? <laughs> and last but not least, Louis Tiant. Okay. You got to look at, if you don't know who Louis Tiant is, look up a Louis Tiant mustache. Man. Good Lord. I Can I throw another say... one in there? That guy had it going for him. Oh, I would like man. to, I'd like to make an, 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 an addendum. Oh, boy. Chandler, what do you got? Addendum. Uh, <laughs> Jacob, I remember Jacob Wolf. Oh, yeah, he had a good one. Former Wolf EC pitcher. Addendum? Addendum. Is that the word? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Spencer Strider. Ooh, oh man! Look out! Look at this mustache Strider. right here. Good. Yeah, Jacob Wolf had a Louis Tion. Louis, yeah, Louis Tion could rock it. Former Boston Red Sox, but really, really, really good stash. Looks really good. Um, let's see who else is out there. There's got to be. Oh, uh, Mike Piazza at one time Piazza. had a. He had like a the handlebars. Yeah, yeah, he had the handlebars. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Valentine's fake mustache. <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That should be for Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Bobby, Bobby V coming back get, on. Get you a Mets hat. Actually, he wasn't wearing a Mets hat. He was just wearing like a black hat, right? Yeah. Uh, what was that guy's name that played for uh, Klesko? Ryan Klesko. Yep. Yeah. Surely naming all the brains. Well, I just remembered that Klesko had a mustache uh, and it looked so odd on him, but it was an epic mustache. Yeah, good call. As uh, much as I hate to admit it, JC, when he gets one going, has great a stash. really, really good caterpillar on that lip. To the point where, and I'm interested to see if you shave yours, what you look like, but to the point when JC shaves, it, look it looks creepy. Like it, it looks, uh, he, he doesn't look right. It's yeah. off, which even further, I've told my parents and all of my friends that I will always have facial hair. I do not like the way I look without you know, clean shaven and stuff. So I will always have some sort of facial hair, whether it's a stash or a beard. Did Burley at one point go mustache and he then, and then he, uh, yeah, he had the chops. Cause I remember when you were done with mustache March, 
y'all shaved and he kept the chops. Yep. Because he was hitting well in March. So yeah. he just kept it and rolled with it. Uh, let's see. Jamie says Catfish Hunter. He said, did you oh, say yeah, Jeff okay. Fisher? Yes, we did say him. Wade Boggs. That's oh, a good one. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Wade. Uh, Mike Schmidt. That's a good one. Not bad. Yep. Uh, let's see. Eric says, Clip, you should recite Bob Costas whenever Chandler completely obliterates an ad read. <laughs> 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 or would Shirley obliterate Sanadry? Because I could do that from time to time. Jamie said, someone's going to capture that Shirley addendum comment, right? Audio? Yeah, we got to throw that in the yeah, open. No, Are you no. trying to say amendment? <laughs> I was trying to say amendment and addendum at the same time, and it just kind of got all tangled yeah, it's, up. It's okay. Eric says, has there been any PRR 927 hazing with the stash? Danny would say we haze him regularly. I would say no. Me and Chandler Not are just the stash, body though. bags in this radio studio. Just get beat up every day. But we take it, though. We've learned. I've I'm, learned. I'm, I'm none to it now. <clears throat> yeah, I'm getting there. I'm looking at top, like, 20 not, uh, fictional uh, mustaches. Of course, you have Tom Selleck coming in at number 10 with Magnum P.I. and Friends. Uh, you've got uh, Nick Offerman from Parks and Rec. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you got Dustin Hoffman when he played Hook, mm. or when he played Captain Hook and Hook. Looky, looky, I got uh, Hooky. Miles Teller comes in at six with uh, Top Gun Maverick. Oh, yeah, yeah trying yeah, to look like uh, Anthony Edwards. You have Samuel L. Jackson in Pulp Fiction. I feel like my, I've got a Miles Teller going. It's not a very impressive mustache. You got oh, in, oh, 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 no. Samuel L. Jackson in Jurassic Park. Yeah. Yes. Hold on, Hold to, on your to your butts. butts. Oh, yeah. And coming in at number four, Burt Reynolds in Boogie Nights. Yep. Burt Reynolds in Smokey and the Bandit. Norm MacDonald doing Burt Reynolds on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> yes! And then number one on the list, Will Ferrell in Anchorman. Pretty good stash. Uh, Jansen said to look up Lanny McDonald. I did. I I was When I was Googling my uh, candidates, I saw I did see him. You know what? I knew that was going to be him. He's got a big red... Just oh my goodness, it is going everywhere. Well, you know what? How do you, you know he's got a pretty impressive stash right now? It's like drapes. One Carson Wisenhunt. He's always had a really, really nice piece of facial hair, whether it's a beard or just a mustache. <laughs> he's every, got the handlebar thing it's going incredible. on. Incredible. Right he pulls it off too. It, it it fits him for you sure. You sound like uh, like in a cooking show when they the judges taste the dishes and mm, you sound like divine. you sound like a mustache <laughs> judge. Like I'm a connoisseur. What can I say? He has always <laughs> had that uh, that certain essence you want <laughs> in a mustache. All right, let's take a break. When we return, uh, the Cranman, ECU Hall of Famer Marcus Crandall. We will talk pirate football and more. We got a giveaway. A lot going on, Hour 3, Pirate Radio Live, and we're back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Brown and Wood is your home at the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina since 1937. Shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership in the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. 
Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. ECU Hall of Famer Marcus Crandall to my left. Chandler Honeycutt out wide. We got Shirley Rhodes, intern Dan, aka Danny Bill, Micah Dennis, intern Joey, and uh, packed show today. And football is back, and we'll head out to the Pirate Radio Live line. Talk to C.W. Sloan if you uh, listen to the sports bar over the years and uh, have heard this show during the summer. You recognize C.W. He's my fantasy guy. Um, Not that way, but a football way. Uh, Talking fantasy football with us. And uh, C.W. makes the annual trek out to Canton, Ohio for the Hall of Fame induction and the Hall of Fame game coming up tonight. And CW uh, is pumped this year because uh, one of his bucks, Rondé Barber, is going in. So he's excited about that. CW, how you doing out there, man? Oh, I'm doing fabulous. Before I start, though, I, I'm not one of your fantasy guys. What, your real <laughs> fantasy guys? Nah, you didn't make the cut there. But uh, okay. Okay. you're my fantasy football guy. So, uh, yeah, tell us uh, what's been going on. Uh, have you started to see the the legends roll in yet? What's, uh, what's going on in Canton? Well, uh, ever since I've been coming uh, for many years, I guess, you know, they've changed the order of how they have all of the events. And when I came to uh, the game in 1995, when Carolina and Jacksonville played their inaugural game, it was a Saturday afternoon, 2 o'clock game. And then at some point when John Madden came to NBC, they moved it to Sunday night, and the game ended up being the last game of the last event of the entire weekend. Everything usually kicks off at least seven days prior. Well, now, uh, for these last four days of, of the full week, they're starting Thursday night with the game. So this is really the first official a real big event. They've had the ribs. They're gonna have the ribs burn off on Saturday. Uh, they had these really hot air balloons. They send off uh, the week before. Uh, the fashion show is tomorrow. The gold jacket, which I'll be going to the gold jacket dinner, will be tomorrow night. So this is really now for the first time the first real big event where you start to see those famous people mingling all around. So I have yet to really see anybody at this point, but that will change tomorrow night when you know when I'm going to be there uh, in the gold jacket dinner because that's where you do see a lot of the friends and family members of all the inductees and the former players coming back to enjoy the festivities. It'll be fun. Man, uh, it'd be pretty cool, Marcus. Just uh, the the greats uh, of all time all hanging out in one area. And I was kind of thinking about it, CW. You're going to see Rondé Barber with the Bucks. I didn't even really think about, you know, Derek Brooks and John Lynch and, mm. uh, you know, all, all this, Warren Sapp and all those guys. Like, I would imagine a ton of those guys. Uh, Dungy uh, will probably be there as well. Dungy will definitely be there. But um, just a, a ton of uh, of that team and just all the greats that are going to be around there. How, how much uh, availability do you get to talk, meet, snap a picture, uh, ask a question to uh, those guys out there? Yeah, so the way I'll just explain tomorrow night, because this is my favorite team favorite time of the entire weekend and and during the gold jacket dinner what what that what usually happens is you go in for uh, a cocktail hour and you know it's open bar and you just go out there and all of a sudden you just start seeing people and some of these people are just locals and then some of them are coming in from the, you know like myself who's just a, a fan and then you get you know the, the the family and the friends kind of mingled in between and we're all wearing nice outfits you know we're not wearing our bucks hat and t- you know it's a, it's a coat and tie dinner you know dress dinner and usually, unless you know what they look like, you're not going to know who they are. I mean, you, you kind of have to know. And, of course, being the fan that I am, I know a lot of these players and what they look like, former and current. So, you know, like a, the year that Warren Sapp was inducted in 2013, my buddy and I are having drinks, and 
sure enough, I turned around and look, and I said, hey, Mark, and he's also a Bucks fan. So that's Brad Johnson. And he's sitting there with his wife and two kids, two boys. So we walk up and have a conversation, and we talk for 20 minutes. And he couldn't have been nicer. He, he wanted to talk football. And I, the story I always give with that is, you know, talking to him about the – he's the first quarterback to ever catch the touchdown pass that he threw himself. It's, you know, that hadn't happened up until then. I think Marcus Mariota has done it another time since then. But he was with the Vikings at the time. He went through that whole progression of how that then occurred. And it was just cool to listen to these little stories that, you know, they're not the biggest thing in the world. It's not a Super Bowl story, but – he talked about how you know great Warren was on the other side of the ball and keeping everybody loose, and he would never miss it for the world, you know, to come even though he was on the offensive side, and and so little things like that really in that type of environment as well. I like, I don't typically like to ask for autographs just because that usually tends to you know rub them the wrong way. And my thing is if I could just have a story like that, and I'm talking to him and and my buddy, and you know we meet his wife and his kids, and he's in the super that they they're fine with you approaching them in that manner. You know, so it doesn't always have to be about you trying to make money off of an autograph. <laughs> yeah. So I've got a picture with the, with the four of us together with you know that that when that occurred. So I actually uh, messaged him today to see if he was coming, and unfortunately, he's not going to be t- there tomorrow night. He's actually coming to the uh, inauguration. He's coming on Saturday night when he's inducted, but he's not coming to the dinner fr- uh, Friday night. You messaged yeah. Brad Johnson. Yes. Well, you got his phone. Wow. We are all buddies. Well, I mean, what it's your family, right? This is CW. Brad Johnson's not your family member, no matter how much you want him to be. They they are brothers from a <laughs> another mother. Another mother. <laughs> That's cool. Okay, father. I love Brad Johnson. He had one of the uh, best quarterback seasons in Washington history in 1999. Led him to the playoffs, and he's a uh, Carolina guy from Western Carolina. If you follow him on Twitter, he does these amazing uh, tweets that he tweets out with these football. Uh, I don't know how to. I don't know how to explain it. Like trick shots or whatever, something like that. He does the, he, yes, he does the absolute. And what he was doing in 2013, which I, I actually forgot, my buddy reminded me when we were talking to him, and I told him I had gone. I was an NC State grad, and he talked about how at that particular time in 2013 he was working with a. He didn't want to mention names, but he was working with a kid that was trying to get into NC State, be a quarterback there, and. That's what he did after retirement was, you know, really working with these high school kids to try to get them in, to the next level. And so he's a down-to-earth kind of guy, right? So uh, that, that's really what right. was at the Gold Jacket dinner. Enough on Brad Johnson. we got to move <laughs> along. Who uh, have you not met or talked to? Steve said, CW fanboy stalking Brad Johnson. <laughs> uh, who have you not met, CW? You could pick one guy to meet, a buck this year. Who would you want to meet? A buck that I have not met. Um, mm. Brad Johnson's first cousin. That's a good question. Uh, no, I, I, I'll skip the Brad Johnson. <laughs> I, got, I got that checked off of my bucket list. Uh, I guess I, I got a, I got a chance to say hey to Warren and, and shake his hands. I didn't really have a conversation with him. I don't know if that count. Uh, I it would probably have to be Derek Brooks. I did not get a chance to meet him, and I know how salt of the earth kind of guy he is too. He still does a lot of pods with Ira Kaufman, who runs. A lot of the journalism down in Tampa, so I and, and he's great. So it would have to be Derek Brooks. I, yeah. But. Are you going to the game tonight? Uh, we're we're looking like we're going to tailgate. I just don't know if we're going to decide if we just want to go in or just want to tailgate the rest of the night. And yeah. because the game is is what it is, right? You know, you, I think what we like about tonight the most is just about the environment, not just the game itself. So if we can have a you know touch of that environment without actually having to pay to go in, 
I did not get tickets for the game for that reason, uh, knowing that you know most of the players we know won't be playing. But um, the other stuff is really what we enjoy the most uh, for this weekend, for sure. All right, CW, uh, Marcus Chandler, anything, any Hall of Fame? I Man. talked about this yesterday with Tony Dunn. Uh, Sam Mills in the Hall of Fame and Kevin Green, guys that have played for the Panthers, but the first like true Panther, Panther bread guy, I will be going in soon with Peppers, right? Peppers or maybe Steve, Smitty, Steve Smith, or I, I could see it being Peppers first. Yeah, so. Peppers uh, is going to get in with his number of sacks. He's in the top five all time in sacks. Yeah, will be in one hundred percent. And and Steve Smith has a good shot. I don't know if it, I, I wouldn't say guaranteed, especially with the wide receiver position, but. You know, what he did for a number of years for that franchise is hard to ignore. Um, but, yeah, Pe- Peppers is going to be the next Panther, for sure. CW, I'll ask you this. Have you put your hands on a gold jacket? Uh, no, but I'll tell you, I, so this is another uh, little in and out that I used that I did when I was younger that my uh, my dad would always laugh because he, he's like, I don't know how you get to meet all these special people, but if you ever watch the gold jacket dinner on television, what you'll see is all of these guys who have, gotten a jacket before and they come on the stage and they, they get uh announced one at a time and i kind of figured out where i was sitting uh for dinner was not where those guys were being announced so i went to the bathroom and knew where that little tunnel was so instead of i went to the bathroom and they came out of the bathroom and then right went right to the tunnel where all of these guys are lined up so i'm standing there right there where like five seconds before you see their faces when they're walking out i was right there in that tunnel and I just stood there, and I've got pictures of every one of these guys, and you name it. Lawrence Taylor, John Madden, Roger Stallback, John Elway, like all of these, Dan Marino, they're all just right there together. And I don't remember touching their their jacket, but I was close enough to at least where I could, eh, you know, I could I could have touched it if I wanted to, but I, I wasn't going to get that creepy. I just spoke to them, and they were kind of, they could be nice and everything else. So that's what you really, you know, what you want. Wait, was it a starstruck moment for you there, CW? Or was it just a kind of, ah? It was. And, and you know, I had met John Madden before when he was inducted uh, because he and Troy Aitman were in the same year. And when I, I met them at the Gold Jacket Dinner uh, cocktail, like where I met Brad Johnson. And I was telling a guy about this yesterday, about how big these guys were. I mean, or are. And the hands of John Madden and, and Troy Aitman just shaking their hands. And Marcus, I'm sure you can attest that your hands are probably five times the size of mine as well for the quarterback. But they are just so enormous, I couldn't get over it. Especially, you know, when I'm a, a young a young adult, it just it just amazed me about how big these guys are and how strong they are. But yeah, it it is remarkable to see all these guys that you always see on television, and they're right there, uh, you know, flesh and blood right in front of you, and and they're super nice people when they're up here. I can't believe you haven't been kicked out or arrested yet, but congratulations <laughs> right. to you, CW. Uh, that's what I don't do. I don't cross the line. That's yeah. yeah, you you get right that's, up that's to good. that line. That's good. All right, real quick, because CW loves these kinds of debates. Uh, Jamie, the Colts fan, asking, more deserving of the Hall of Fame, Reggie Wayne or Steve Smith? I'm going to Reggie Wayne there. Uh, wow. I, I do think Reggie Wayne – you probably could say Steve Smith meant more to the Panthers than Reggie Wayne meant yeah. to the Colts. But if you talk about numbers in general, I don't have him in front of me, but I think Reggie Wayne is probably going to uh, name something that he did better than Reggie Wayne in, in terms of career stats. Is, is it Triple Crown. Triple Crown. <laughs> uh, that's true. That is, hey, that's a great point. That was one season, but it was a great that, – that is, that is absolutely something that uh, very few receivers will ever be able to do. But beyond that, if you talk about career stats, I don't see how uh, 
I don't see how Richie Wayne doesn't, you know, get that nod personally. CW, we're out of time. Hopefully, we before you go back to teaching, uh, we can get you on for some uh, fantasy football talk. That'd be great. That'd be great. I'd love to do it. All right, good deal. Have fun, man. Have Enjoy. fun, CW. Have Appreciate you see any uh, Washington greats? Give me some uh, some pictures. All right, and if you see somebody, you know, who gets uh, stripped and runs across the stadium. Don't assume that's me. Again, I don't cross the line. Yeah, you're going to do everything you can not to get in trouble while you're there. I know that's not going to be you. That's what I did. I want to see some pictures and videos next week at AJ's for trivia. You got it. All right, buddy. See you, man. C.W. Sloan, uh, he he protects the shield. He's a Bucks fan. But he's like the only guy I know that owns like multiple NFL shirts. And you know, he just walks around with the NFL shield on his he chest. He needs the hat we were talking about the other day with the Bucks hat on the one side and, and, then the, the, and the shield on the other yeah. side. That's what he needs. There, there you go. No one gets me ready for NFL football more than C.W. Sloan. And especially, I'm not a fantasy guy, but him talking fantasy with me gets me some sort of pumped up yeah. about you know having a, some fantasy players this year and keeping up with fantasy. But he is a ball of energy. He loves football, football as much as I did when I was like twelve, like, and I still love it. But I feel like he kept that childlike love that, that, yeah, for that his passion. team, the players, yeah. and I'm kind of envious of it. I, you know what? The problem is Washington has beat me down so much over the years. I I, I fell out of love. So uh, I'm trying to get that love yeah, back. You're in and out. You're I lost that out. love and feeling, Marcus. Man, you got to get it back. Steve Smith, by the way, more more receiving yards than Reggie Wayne. He was asking about stats. And also, Reggie Wayne had Peyton Manning. Steve Smith had... I don't Peyton like this Manning. argument. I don't like this argument. Why? Because... Steve Smith just had the, the most class trash talking. that well, can't be compared. That's not a stat, but he's better at it. <laughs> okay. I don't know if that would get you in or I, out. No, I, I think he has I, like I, a I, Hall I of disagree. Fame personality. You disagree, Marcus, with my... In, in regards to... The quarterbacks? Yeah. Let's hear Hold it. on, hold on. You said... So Reggie Wayne had Peyton Manning. He had Peyton Manning. Yes, yes, he did. Yes. And you uh, said... I said I just don't like that. Because like one that. guy, so, so, yeah, one, one day... On yeah. uh, no, it's valid, but one day y'all were talking about Steve Smith didn't have a good quarterback. He played with DeLome and Cam Newton and Joe Flacco who won a Super Bowl. You can't really say he didn't have good quarterbacks. Different. Anybody want to argue that? I'm with you. But thank no, you. But Danny none of those Beale guys. For... None of those guys are Hall of Famers. They're different. Oh wow, Cam, not a Hall of Famer. You heard it here. Not from, yet. Uh, hey, Manning's a Hall yet. of Famer now. I'm saying, I'm saying the tank not yet. Okay, not well he played with Cam. Do you think Cam's a Hall of Famer? Cam will be. I think. I think Cam's. A, I, I think so Cam he played with a Hall of Famer. But, but Cam is a yeah, different. Yeah, but we have to. We also have to take a mobile running quarterback. Cam was drafted 2011. Steve Smith retired what 2016 and left the Panthers in 2014 was it 2015? So you had baby Cam with old Steve Smith. That no, you can't compare. He also tore his Achilles. He fine. came back, had uh, still played you know like he was. I'm gonna get on y'all's side and say Steve Smith played for trash quarterbacks, including Cam Newton, Jake Delhomme, and Joe Flacco. They all stunk. Garbage, especially Cam Newton. <laughs> Awful. Uh, let's make you somebody. Know you're not. They're you different. Can't believe your own statement. I just yeah. said they're different. I'm on your side, J- uh, Joey. Camden stinks. Steve Smith was lucky. I don't know how he called Here's those balls. Here's what I say. He had three different quarterbacks. This is what Reggie I Wayne do. had one. This is what I do, Joey. I go way far on the other side, and I'd be very sarcastic, and I make you really angry at me. That's my plan. Shirley, what are we giving away? <laughs> Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Why Cam Newton not going to make the Hall of Fame? Oh, 
my God. First of all, I was not ready. You have to, I have to have the music first, then tell you what we're Surely, giving away. If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Yeah, that's what you say. All right, lunch for two at Tiebreakers. Lunch for two at Tiebreakers. Caller number? Eight. Caller eight, 317-1250. Back with more after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots, and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medi Spa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. And congratulations to Jeff Dover of Greenville. Picked up lunch for two at Tiebreakers. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bells Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back in to a PRL. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All right, back with you, Pirate Live. I want to say, uh, Joey, I love you. Uh, all right, thanks, man. I'm not nip it in the bud. I'm not. Like a, I'm not a very fair arguer because what I do instead of making my point, you play the brain game. I use your words against you, and it really it's it's kind of a cheap, dirty way to go, and it ends in a lot of ill will, ill feelings, and I don't want to have that with you, Joey. So I hope we're good. I hope we're okay. But great friendships always have heated debates, so. That means we're on good terms. All right. Uh, good. Glad I, to hear that. I love then it. I you're on a good that. track. I love it. I just know that I would be wanting to strangle you if I was on the other side of this argument. So I'm. Go- but it's funny to watch you guys go out. <laughs> Danny. Some, like hot Patriots. I'm the instigator. Uh, Danny stayed out of, out of it and would kind of throw in a word and a sentence yeah. every now and then and, and kind of throw the grenade and get <laughs> like he won't go and said, I disagree with that. <laughs> I disagree with that. <laughs> While screaming's going on. Uh, and, and Marcus was good too. Marcus was like the fact man he, he was like so your argument is this <laughs> the hey, Clip, you're saying this <laughs> He's like the mo- yeah. yeah we're like in a town hall you have you have the 60 mediator. seconds go your rebuttal sir <laughs> it was good that was uh that was a hell of a show during the break we need to start doing uh screaming espn shows during our breaks <laughs> with uh skip 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 where is shannon sharp Shannon Tharp? Yeah. I think he's got his own podcast right right now. I don't think he's not uh, on TV. Is he's it? not on TV. Yeah, I want to speak to the uh, mic. What you got? Undisputed. Still. Yeah, he's got his own podcast. Oh, 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 oh. It's not. Nice. Right. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. He's not with Skip Bayless. No, no that, that's done. His own thing. Yeah. A lot of changes in that world. Yeah, you see, uh, Mark Jackson is out. Went the way of uh, Van Gundy. So they're gonna... duck. I just can't imagine. He's going to be like, yeah. Dyer Rivers, great player, right, Marcus, mm-hmm. during his day and championship coach, but not the best talker in the world. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, who <laughs> was it? it. Uh, 
who was it that said his uh, vocal cords are ashy, they need lotion? It was a comedian <laughs> that said his vocal cords needed lotion. He's always, he can barely talk. So I'm interested to see how that goes on a uh, broadcast, especially late in the season after calling a bunch of games. I don't know. I do like Doris Burke. I think she knows her stuff. And uh, as somebody said, maybe you, Danny, as long as you got Breen, uh, yeah, you're Mike good. Breen. Mike Breen, I think, kind of carries who said it. that, but bang back out the allen so uh yeah a lot of a lot of changes going on yeah um skip says trash talking doesn't win super bowls wow <laughs> thank you skip i'm glad he didn't hear that <laughs> thank you for bringing us back down to earth uh we got to get another break in uh we went a lot too much brad johnson talk i think you got us behind <laughs> schedule uh let's take our final break we'll come back get some final thoughts from marcus crandall and have more for you after this listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show it was another down day for the stock market the dow was down 32,215. Uh, that is what it closed at. It was down 66 points. The NASDAQ was down 13 at 13,959. S&P was down 11 at 4501. That is your Wells Fargo Advisors uh, stock market report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Now back to the show. Back with you. We'll wrap it up with some Sean Payton talk. Marcus Crandall just brought it up. Um, well, I'm going to throw the question to you. What did you think of Sean Payton publicly trashing Nathaniel Hackett and the job he did in Denver when they'll see Nathaniel Hackett and the Jets uh, later this year on the field? What did you think about it all, Marcus? Really, I, I really think he should have just stuck to his comment of um, he, he said it and own it, own it. Yeah. Yep, and stick to it uh, because he, he told the truth. Here's the head coach that uh, has coached a couple of teams. And he went in and dissected his team, looked at what they did offensively, defensively, and special teams, in comparison to the coordinators who were at, uh, you know, had been successful other places, right? And they were successful at other places. And then you come and see this, and it's like, oh man, this is uh, just a totally different end of the spectrum as far as success. And so he looked at that, I'm assuming, and said, hey, this was a poorly coached team, pretty much, right? Yeah. No. And, uh, well, he said so, maybe the worst coaching job in NFL history NFL is what history. he said. <laughs> Absolutely. So I mean, he said it. Uh, the thing that we have as as people and fans is freedom of speech man you you say what you like and um speak your mind and all of that uh obviously they have different levels of you know the you know the the consequences of that but still i think he should have stuck to his guns yeah let's uh wrap it up for today marcus enjoy talking football with you we'll have yourself and uh your old running mate at wide receiver jason nichols as part of our coverage this year pre and post game so very pumped up about that and uh, a lot of football talk between now and then so we'll talk to you next week and looking forward to it man thank Ch- you chan man enjoyed it yes sir absolutely great job everybody joey jake delone was a good quarterback shirley we'll see you tomorrow db great job today micah thank you for being you we'll see you friday three o'clock jeff charles take us home have a great night eastern carolina 
Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.